Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. This is season 15, episode 54. We were recorded September the 22nd, 2015. This episode, Kevin, Troy David, Megan, Caitlin, myself, Mike Lunsford, uh, are recorded by Mark Lutz at Flashback Comics and Games and also the Bungalow Alehouse, which are both in the beautiful and scenic Woodbridge, Virginia. Topics include comics, TV, games, and everything geek pop culture. Watch part one of this episode on YouTube as well, but let's go ahead and get started with the top five. Too much red meat and white sugar in his diet. Okay. Why does it have to be white sugar, Troy? Uh, Because refined white sugar has been chemically proven to you know so it's science so it's real no i think that's i think that's an exaggeration uh you know what's an exaggeration i have uh you know i like to ever since i went to england i i enjoy brown sugar in my tea and actually at at kate's house she has the the what's that tea that's what's that sugar that you use sugar (laughs) she's got some she's got some like sugar in the raw stuff that is some other kind of sugar that i've not heard of so hey kevin and I think it might have been on. for the cats. <clears throat> I think the camera's on. Is that what it is? That's in, that's in like syrup form. No, no, I'm talking about the the light brown crystalline sugar. It's probably. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. This is level one. Eyes here. Whatever your op is, bury it. Are you ready to get on with the ComicsOnline.com podcast, uh, season 15, episode 54? Four. 54. Episode 54, where are you? And there's where you lost them, <laughs> Troy. Damn it. We had them. We had, we were, they were really interested, and then you, say you had to roll all the way back to some black and white TV show that nobody alive enjoyed. Yeah, uh, I think you would be mistaken. Hmm. All right. Okay. Grandpa so Troy. <laughs> I'll be shooting Kevin with my plasma pistol later. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so, so this is our this is our top five uh, comic picks for this week. Yes, and of course, is. this is this is stuff coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, September 22nd, is where, where we're at right now. This is stuff for Wednesday, September 23rd. 2015. 2015. And uh, and we'll talk about a, a little bit of extra stuff right at the end. But in the meantime, Troy, let's let's get started on your top five. Well, okay, ladies Kate. and gentlemen. Uh, yes, this is our, Kate, by the way. Yes, this is Kate, and she's going to be our lovely assistant. She is going to hold up the latest issue of Astro City, the Vertigo imprint of DC Comics. So how long has it been with Vertigo, Troy? Because uh, didn't it used to, it was ABC Comics, right? Uh, I believe America's Best? so. Yeah. Um, but it is still very much uh, the creator-owned property, and it is still everything that is fantastic about yeah, – that, that's a cutesy one – everything fantastic about Kurt Busiek's Astro City. Uh, this one has – and I cannot remember the character's name. She's the cute little cartoony-type <laughs> character. Okay. Uh, she's absolutely adorable. And I picked the book up, and I was like, oh – because I couldn't remember the character, I couldn't wait to get into it. Uh, I love Astro City. This book is very clearly written by somebody who loves superheroes. Uh, he has created a variety of archetypical characters that are very representational without being derivative. Uh, Astro City is just goodness, 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 month after month after month. 27 issues, no sign of slowing down. 
pick up Astro City, pick up trade paperbacks, pick up back issues, get into this book. And 27 issues, that's just 27 issues of the current series. Of the current series, And if you go yes. back, you've got volumes and volumes previous, and uh, and, they're, and they're nice digestible sizes. 27 is actually a, a long run for them uh, up to yeah. this point, yeah? Yeah. Because previously they would go like 12 or whatever, and then, oh, here's a new, you know, here's a whole new volume a new or whatever. jumping in place. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so now you ready for my number two pick? I am. Okay, my number two pick from Xenoscope uh, comes from Xenoscope Entertainment. Uh, this is their year ten celebration, celebrating ten fantastic years, and this is the death one shot. Uh, I chose the variant cover with the character Kares on the cover. Uh, she is the avatar of death in the Xenoscope universe. Um, I came across her in uh, there was a series that came out. It was a mini series um, where. Sure. Her character, yeah, yeah, show that one. Uh, her character was seen by a guy. She's, you know, uh, again, I said the avatar of death, and she's not supposed to be witnessed. Uh, that that series was was great. This guy had seen something that he wasn't supposed to see, something that mortal men were not meant to see, and so there was the unfolding of how did you see me, and what am I going to do with you now? Uh, so Xenoscope Entertainment, uh, they published the Grim Fairy Tales family of books, and I see that that's got, that's an imprint on this, and so. I does this uh, Avatar of Death? Uh, it, it ties in. Ties in. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. They they all and and eventually with the crossovers they all sort of tie into each other. So uh, you know we have seen the crossover with Oz. Uh, we've seen the crossover with uh, let's see it's been Grim Fairy Tales, Oz, and Wonderland. Ooh. Um, the various realms of showing that. Yeah. Check out the uh, mm, the, the squishy goodness. So. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Xenoscope Entertainment, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't picked up Xenoscope up to this point, celebrate their 10th anniversary with them and pick this up. Nice. Uh, and uh, then you can jet backwards and pick up things. They also collect their books nicely into trades, okay. and they separate them by arcs, and that's uh, very, very helpful of them. So, moving on now with Dynamite Entertainment. People know that I love Dynamite Entertainment, and one of the things that I love that Dynamite does is they take those licensed characters, characters like the Shadow, like the Avenger from Justice Inc., like Doc Savage, and from uh, Robert E. Howard... They have Red Sonia, oh. uh, and Red Sonia is being handled these days, writing chores by Gail Simone, and it's just been nothing but good ever since Gail Simone came on board. I wasn't certain at first how I would like the changes. Uh, she's tweaked the origin, taken some things out, modified some things, but the way she's handled the character, the way she's had the character grow and interact, um, notice, here, show them right there. Red Sonia actually wears practical armor in the majority of the stories. Yay! Battle armors that work. This is like a first that I've seen, but hey, good for good for you, Gail Simone. Uh, so yes, indeed. Uh, there are, as always, variant covers of uh, Red Sonia. I didn't grab them for you all. I apologize. I'm sorry. But Red Sonia has been giving us a variety of. Uh, there's been the uh, the Frisone covers. There's been the Stephanie Busima covers. There's a lot of good variants. You can find something that you like. Some people collect them all. Some people stick with the single <clears> artists that they like. I usually get two or three a piece. My Myself. Uh, Kevin here is one of those completionists who has to have everything. <clears throat> I mean, yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Troy gets them all for me. So, Troy, you're you're, you're uh, all around the uh, the outside of comics. Well, you're, you're you're grabbing all of the uh, all, trying to get one from from every. Uh, 
publisher outside of the big three. Well, you know, I, and I do read a lot of independent comics. I read Dark Horse and Image. And speaking of, here oh. is Image Top Cow uh, with The Tithe. The Tithe. Okay, The Tithe. Uh, the Tithe is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> if you followed the first story arc along, uh, then you saw the, uh, the, 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 the gang of hackers who were breaking into churches and exposing these churches with their corruption and their financial mismanagement and misconduct. Uh, well, ooh, there's a good one. Kaboom, kaboom. A little bit inflammatory. Uh, this book is not for those who are easily offended based on their religious sensibilities. But while you have this gang of hackers who are fleeing from the FBI that are pursuing them, you have the FBI, uh, the veteran agent, and then the other agent who is the computer cracker trying to track these people down. He kind of believes in what they're doing, but at the same time, what they're doing is illegal and they do have to be stopped. He's conflicted. This book has a lot of drama. When you get into the personal lives of the bandits themselves, uh, you'll see that they have a really cool interpersonal drama. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with this building here. Give me, show them this. This is the this is the uh, the the, the uh, LDS temple in San Diego. I'm like, oh, I've seen that one. I've always wanted to go and, and make a heist movie where some, somebody comes with a uh, with a helicopter and and goes and, and takes the the gold uh, ornaments off of the top and just and just flies off. Ladies and gentlemen. That's my idea for a, for a good heist movie. Heist guy Kevin right here. Because really, re- really, Mormons, do you need golden idols? Just asking. Just, just wondering. Uh, I strenuously recommend if you pick up the Tide that you read the Back Matter pages, the Sunday School uh, that they come up with, uh, Catholic Rite, Sunday School. The, the information in the back is also very entertaining uh, and relevant to what goes on in the book. So the Tide from Top Cow slash Image, or Image slash Top Cow if you prefer. And that brings me to my fifth pick and hey, i have a plus one you're picking a marvel one i am uh kapow kabang yes obviously i love marvel comics once again shield on the case we're, we're like swaps this i'm the marvel guy he's the dc i'm wearing batman superman and and you know and of course because i gotta represent for you know for my favorite i've also got green lantern well, fancy that. So, uh, anyway, but, you know, and, of course, Kate here in her Arkham Asylum, you know, she's she's we, she's on leave from the asylum. Yeah. 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 They let me out just for today, just for this. Uh, she has supervision. Yeah. As it turns out. A little bit. Shield supervision. Shield supervision. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's a it's a cross universal promotion. Exactly. So, so I have been loving the Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps. Uh, I love actually the entire Secret Wars up to this point, but I'm a big big fan of Carol Danvers, and I always have been when she was Ms. Marvel. Now she's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps. They are exploding past the boundaries of their domain. They are exploring that there is something wrong with the universe. They are advancing the story in their own series. Uh, you know, of course, the story is advancing in the other books as well yeah skip past that because that's an ad but uh it's a cool ad i'm interested in that in that comic all new wolverine starring x23 uh you get pilots you get captain marvel doing her thing you get thor you get you get a lot of awesome action if you like a strong leading female character who is not afraid to figuratively roll up her sleeves and get her hands dirty, punching things in the face. Here you are, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps. If you're looking for something with an interesting ensemble of characters, if you're looking for something that's got cool action, like the dogfights and, you know, 
yeah, this is the book for you. Absolutely fantastic. All right. Well, oh, and what I was going to say, Troy. So that's your that's your top five. That's my top five. Do you want me to do my top my my plus? Oh yeah, one? yeah. What's your top? Oh, your plus. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. okay. For some reason, I didn't pick it. Oh, no, wait. you did not. Oh yes, I did. Oh wait, wait. Yes, got... I did. Hold up, Troy. We're we're getting to that. What I was trying to say before is this is sort of a DC week because not only is was yesterday the uh, the premiere of uh, Gotham season two. Yes. But but Saturday is Batman Day. While we will be at the Baltimore Comic Convention, exactly. So join us there. Um, on we will be uh, doing doing our show there live, kind of uh, you know guerrilla style. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Kevin? You might want to stop by booth six fifteen. I might want to stop by booth six fifteen because I understand that's where flashback comics and games games can be found outside of this store here. Uh, you know, right off of Smoketown we Road. We are in breaking Woodbridge. our own boundaries. Don't tell God Doom. No, don't, don't get us in trouble. Don't tell them. <clears throat> not yet. We're not ready to take on Doom just yet. We're building up to that. Gotta, Ooh, maybe another month. Maybe another month. Uh, so also this month. Yes. Also this week. Yes. Uh, on Saturday, we had the the season premiere. No, we're, we're getting back to that. We're, we're, we're going to joint on that one. Yeah. The season premiere of Doctor Who. And, of course, uh, this week... Uh, Comic-wise, Titan Comics returns with uh, the the final issue of the three Doctors here. And uh, we've got... The um, four Doctors. Oh, the four Doctors. The four Doctors. Wait, who's the fourth Doctor involved in that? There is a ninth, a tenth, an eleventh, and a twelfth. There's Um, only three on the cover, but there are four Doctors. All right, fine. Anyway, I haven't started this yet because I was going to wait until I got the last one. And here it is coming out tomorrow, so I'm excited. Um yeah, these have been uh, Titan has been doing a really good job with the Doctor Who comics. Caitlin, you got to show them the art. Yeah, she's, she's looking for. Right, oh, look at wait, that's a good one. Come on, we got we got nine in rows. There we go. So Whovians, we we had a uh, you know, and this was this is all Kate's fault. We had a, a Doctor Who party at her house. Oh. Uh, Megan was there as well, and uh, we had we we had all sorts of things. What. Tell them about well, your your snacks. Uh, we had fish sticks and custard. Oh no! I, I... You feel like Megan? <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I feel like Megan right now. <laughs> uh, I uh, we had fish sticks and custard. We had what are we, are we gonna call them? Dalek balls. Yeah, Dalek balls. What? Cranberry meatballs, and then we had um, blue velvet cupcakes with right. uh, cream cheese frosting, and oh, Jamie Dodgers. Jammy Dodgers, the homemade Jammy Dodgers, as well as you know the 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 tenth Doctor, it, you know did invent the uh, the the banana daiquiri like like almost a century early. So we had banana daiquiris as well. They they were fantastic apparently. So uh, anyway, beyond that, my second pick is also Troy's plus one. And Troy, why don't you hold up your. Uh, I will. There's the regular cover and the... Uh, oh. And there's the variant cover. And there's the variant cover. Oh, look at that. Look at that. She is so skilled, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, continue to celebrate the 50th anniversary of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. Uh, from Strange Tales 135, where Nick Fury is brought in to lead the organization. Uh, this is uh, our classic Nick Fury. Uh, or, you know, he's gracing the cover. Yeah. Can we, can we get a good uh, good shot here? I see, you know, we're, we're scrambling, we're page flipping, we get, but 
We also well here, here flip that one up. We get Kevin old Nick Fury and and contemporary and Nick Fury. contemporary Nick Fury. Yes, the the son of Nick Fury, the other Nick Fury. The black guy who coincidentally <laughs> resembles Samuel L. Jackson to a degree. Uh, I'm told that I resemble Samuel L. Jackson to a degree. Well, you do today with the eye patch. Uh, yes, indeed. And let's not forget my spiffy haircut. I still have some snow on the roof, but uh, yeah. I brought it down pretty close there. You did. I did. I did. Actually, my stylist did it. It's looking good. <laughs> Your stylist next door? Uh, not next door here. Oh, okay. I was at home, so. Oh, all right. Fair enough. So, uh, so yes, yes. So there's uh, there's my, my second pick. My third pick now, of course, I'm going back into Secret Wars for Years of Future Past. And uh, this is number five already of Years of Future Past. This has been a fun one. Of course, this is uh, coming out of Days of Future Past. And, um, you know, yet another excellent X-Book. You know, in the, in, in the modern age, I haven't been too thrilled with X-Books, but with the Secret Wars, there are so many different X-Books going back and, 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 and reimagining or, or spinning off of old storylines from, from their past. Well, or, sure, like E for Extinction, like yeah. X-Men 92, uh, Old Man Logan, yep. uh, and, of course, Years of Future Past, and, uh, oh, let me not forget Age of Apocalypse. Yep. Uh, yeah, we, there's a lot of X-Men representation going on here, so even though... Marvel Studios and Fox can't seem to quite get it together on this one. The yeah. comics, at least, continue to give us excellent X-Men stuff. We've got some interesting things coming up uh, <clears throat> post, uh, post-Secret post Wars, and we'll get into that in a future episode. But uh, Oh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and and about the things that we like and about the things that we don't like, um, but anyway, this is fantastic and uh, I can't say enough good things about uh, Secret Wars. Uh, speaking of Secret Wars, uh, welcome to Battle World once again. Uh, we've got uh, Runaways number what is this four now? Runaways number four, and uh, I, I, I've been enjoying this. Um, like many of the titles now, only a few started out this way, but but many of the titles seem to want to cross over into different uh, different zones well, yeah, in Battleworld. <clears throat> that's the thing. We're, we're breaking across the boundaries. We're coming across the domains. People are figuring out that something is wrong. Yeah. You know, the story is advancing. Obviously, we weren't going to have Battleworld forever. No. Uh, and the only way we were ever going to get this resolved was to start going from one land to another land. Yeah. Uh, like Old Man Logan does in his book. I, I really like that book. That's why I keep uh, popping Oh, yeah. It's definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's my fourth pick, Runaways. And, and really, once, uh, once Marvel gets back to having a uh, 616, 616B, if you will, <laughs> um, once, it, once it gets back to having its own universe, I, I really hope that we get a, a Runaways book um, you know, coming up in, in, the, in the next uh, year or so. Maybe we should call it 616.1. Oh, that would be a very Marvel thing to do. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and you know, normally I don't pick uh, a whole lot of DC books. But, no, he really doesn't. But being as though Caitlin is here, Harley Quinn and Power Girl number four. Oh, oh, I see. You'll pick a DC book for Caitlin, but you won't pick one for me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, I see how you are. I tell you what, I will pick. There's, you got a hair in your ear right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pluck it. Oh, don't, don't, don't watch this in HD this week, folks. <laughs> There's a hair that you'll want to pluck, too. Uh, back to the plasma gun here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, look at Harley is riding. What is that, Beast Boy? It's a catacorn. What the heck is a catacorn? Did, did you show him that picture? Show, show, show him that picture. 
It yeah. looks like it looks like He Man's Battle Cat, but it's got some some horns on it. It's on the following page, that not the one that you're looking at right now. Anyway, Harley Quinn is always hilarious, and pair her up with Power Girl. Pair her up with any of the the other girls in the the DC universe, and you're gonna have a good time. They've really done a good job of spinning this off of the uh, the Harley Quinn regular series, where Harley and Power yeah. Girl teamed up, uh, and they've kind of bounced out of that into this limited series. And this is now what the fourth installment. So just. Two more to go. Uh, Vartox, very interesting Bronze Age character uh, from the pages of Superman. Is that who, we're de- who is making out with Power Girl in this? Y- yes. I yes. did not recognize that guy at all. He has been cast as a very chauvinist character, and Power Girl is anything but uh, a supporter of the chauvinist attitude. Yeah, no kidding. Go, go back for another one. Wait, go, go back. There was one with the cat. And there. It's got a little bit of the cat. Yeah, show the show them the cat. It's on this page. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Meow meow. Living with cats now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start looking like Troy David with just <laughs> scratches all over the place. Hey hey hey! You know what? My cats are precious and adorable, and they're cats. You talk to the cats. <laughs> Truth comes out, I, Kevin. I, you talk to them. I, what, did I, what do I say to them? Go, get, hey, get down from there. No, you have <laughs> conversations with Illidan. I heard that you laid down and were petting the cats. Mm, the yes, day. there's picture proof. Picture proof. This was just this was just staged. It was all staged to make her think that I was being nice. Uh, when yeah. It, when instead I was torturing them. Yeah. I'm not sure how you would torture them, but I'm sure I was doing it. Yeah, you like them. Don't deny it. It's okay. Cats are awful. Get yours spayed and neutered so we never have another generation. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Cats are incredible. Kazar thinks so. He has Zabu. He-Man thinks so. He has Battle Cat. Cats are incredible. Clarion the Witch Boy and Icon, his little black cat. Yes, indeed. Cats are awesome, aren't they? I'm a fan of Tigra. Yes. Who was formerly the cat. Yeah. Greer Nelson or GTFO. Anyway, hey, I think that's... Oh, no, we got a couple of things to talk about. Being as though we're not doing... Like I said, we're not going to do a video show for part two this this week. Once again, uh, we will return to the video show um, starting on Friday. We're going we're gonna to go and, and we're going to have ep- uh, season 16, episode one, and then uh, go from there. But, uh, you know, I want to recommend that you, again, please do join us at Baltimore Comic Con. We'll be there all three days this weekend. Um, it will be a fantastic time. Uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and say, hey, where are you guys at? And we'll try to notice and, and, and tell you where we're at. Yes, indeed. And, uh, well, booth 615, right? Well, that's yeah, where we'll be 615. some of the time. Yeah, uh, if you're looking for us, want to know where we're at, uh, check in uh, with Craig at booth 615, and maybe he could tell you where we're at. Or maybe he can give a shout-out uh, by text and yeah. get us to come running over to you. That's true. Indeed. Um, and then beyond that, gosh, what else do we have going on? There's there's a lot of stuff coming out. Like I said, those, those three shows, and then we've got a lot of stuff coming up uh, real soon. I've got, uh, oh, uh, Thursday. Um, is uh, the premiere of Heroes Reborn. After five years, the TV show Heroes is, is returning to TV with uh, with an epic mini- miniseries, uh, 12 or 13 episodes, something like that. And um, and the, some of our old uh, characters and, and some new ones, there are going to be comic books. In fact, I think there's one comic book out already. Am I, am I wrong? Not yet. Oh, it's, anyway, it's about to come out. 
and um, and we've got uh, we've got a bunch of uh, you know new characters. Uh, pl- one of them is played by Zachary Levi from Chuck. Another played by Dylan Bruce, who you remember as the uh, beefcakey guy from uh, from Orphan Black. So uh, so check that out. <laughs> Look at the little dance that she's just got going on here. <laughs> And I've got an interview. I did an interview with him at San Diego Comic-Con 2015, and uh, you can see that at uh, comicsonline.com. Check out, uh, check out that interview. Um, and, and our new, uh, the new Comics Online, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, YouTube, is uh, Geek Pop Culture, the Geek Pop Culture Network. So, uh, ah. so check that out. You'll, there'll be a link down below <clears throat> to, uh, to something that, uh, that links you there. But, uh, yeah, that's it for, for this week on the video end, on the audio end. Hey, keep listening because there will be more geek pop culture coming right now. Okay. And we're back with Comics Online Podcast Season 15, Episode 54, our Omega episode. Uh, we, we, we may call this... Uh, uh, Something I don't know. What did I say on the on the thing earlier? I posted something. something. Yeah, this is like bonus episode number two. But I said something on the Instagram earlier. I said, uh, "Welcome to Arkham Asylum." (laughs) That's what I called it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, we've we've got uh, we've got my co-host Troy David Phillips. Howdy, howdy. And we've got Megan Savannah Lair. Hello. Rowdy, rowdy. Sharing her wow. microphone is Mike Lunsford. Hello. And that's Mike on the mic. Mike, Mike on, on the, the mic. mic. Mike from, from the great Geek Refuge, GGR. Mike has been the guy doing doing our audio uh, podcast editing. And, of course, and, and, and to my left here is Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. And, hey. we, and we've got Mark. Hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah, out from behind the camera for a change. So we've got, hey, so we've got six of us here, huh? Yeah. So you've got notes, Troy? Yeah, actually. I didn't have a whole lot to contribute last week, but I actually have a lot to contribute this week. Uh-oh. Uh, we might I'm, be here longer than I thought. Well, uh, I'm all over the page today. Uh-oh. <clears throat> we don't talk about this a lot on ComicsOnline.com, but uh, I'm a music fan. Are you a music fan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're also a Spider-Man fan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you remember uh, the band Katrina and the Waves? Walking on Sunshine? Walking on Sunshine. That's pretty much the only thing that, that I know of. I'm walking on sunshine. I'm saying it like Fry from Futurama. <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. Like loud and Oh, I didn't know. I've never watched that episode, sadly. All right. You... Whoa. <laughs> Megan could just sing it good. See, she can sing it well. Well, here's the thing. Hey! Time to feel good. All singing, all dancing. We're dancing here, too, folks. Here's the thing. Uh, Katrina actually has a song, and it's on her uh, two-disc compilation uh, called Spider-Man. It's actually about... The song or the compilation? No, no, the song. It's on the compilation. Okay. Are we talking uh, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can? No, she does an original song called Spider-Man. Is it about Spider-Man? Yes, it is. Uh, it, it is clearly about a young girl's fascination crush with Spider-Man. 
wanting to be rescued, want to be trapped in the webs of silk and steel. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Me so, in a BDSM and some walkies for strength. So, yeah, uh, Katrina in the Waves, Spider-Man, check that out. Uh, also, uh, you may remember the old song uh, by Paul McCartney. Uh, Paul McCartney, formerly of the Beatles, Paul McCartney of Wings. Kind of a big deal. Magneto and the oh, Titanium that guy, Man. That guy who couldn't, who couldn't uh, walk the right way on, uh, on the uh, album cover, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't wearing shoes. Right. Which they all thought that meant he was dead. Uh, and really? apparently he was not dead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, check that one out. Magneto and the Titanium Man. And, yes, it is about Magneto and the Titanium Man. Why wouldn't you choose? All right, doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I happen to be listening to both of those. So uh, I figured I'd throw that out there, covering a little music in our geek pop culture, everything geek pop culture-ness. So how, how long ago was this Katrina and the Waves thing? When did that come out? Uh, you know, it came after. I think it, they did the song after Walking on Sunshine. Oh, that so that was what, forever ago. Yeah, like 1985. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's not, not recent or anything. No, no. Oh, okay. But... It's an oldie but goodie. Pull that out from the back of the racks and get into that. Well, since I'm going to be editing uh, this, I'll make sure that we probably have this involved. Well, being as though we we talked, we actually talked about the song. Any of these songs that we actually talked about? Oh yeah. Uh, then then we can play uh, you know 59 seconds of. Yeah yeah. Put a soundbite exactly. in there. I'm glad that you know that fact too. That there's that <laughs> arbitrary number that you can play. Because I use that as much as I possibly can. <laughs> um. I was doing the uh, the uh, initial order for our diamond solicitations, yeah. and I couldn't help but notice. What, what month are we on right now? Uh, this will be for stuff coming out in November. Okay. Uh, and there is a Grimjack omnibus coming out. Okay. Uh, you remember Grimjack, right? First comics. First comics. Um, originally appeared in Star Slayer. Uh, John Ostrander and Tim Truman. Yeah. Uh, Tim Truman was succeeded by, I believe, Tom Sutton. And then um, Tom Mandrake, and then ultimately Flint Henry. The Flint Henry stuff is These phenomenal. Are all fake names. They sound... No, 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 they're real. They're real. Except for Star Slayer, that's Megan's uh, hippie little brother. Star, <laughs> Star Slayer. I don't have a hippie little brother. Well, that's that's what your dad tells you. So you can deal with that. That's what you. That's what they tell you. But really, you've got one called Star Slayer. Well, you know what. My parents were horrible to me when I was little. They told both of us that we had an older brother that they traded off for a scooter, and his name was Damien, and that he was so bad, they traded him. And my, and my, and my extended family went along with it, so I asked them once. <laughs> <laughs> and if, oh, it gets worse. And they told me that, yes, I had a brother, so, like, I mourn the, the death of my brother because I think he was gone. <laughs> Why would he be dead? I thought he was just sold into slavery or well, I something. I figured he'd be dead. It had been years at that point. Oh, <laughs> oh just because you... Why would you just automatically assume he's dead if he was sold? <laughs> they, they, traded, they traded him for a scooter. What kind of life Where's is Where's the scooter? What, did you ask where the fuck is the scooter? <laughs> my dad's dad story was that it broke like within the first week that they got it and they threw it away. <laughs> well, let's not try to return it and get the kid back. It gets, uh, but it gets worse. So when I got older and obviously realized I had never had a brother, we go over and we ask our aunts and uncles about it. And apparently all of my cousins went through the same thing, but they had different stories about their, their siblings that were gone. <laughs> 
So, this is like the Megan's setup of a horror movie, like the beginning of it. We sold your brother Damien. We were desperate and we needed the money. And then he comes back to murder the whole family. But they weren't desperate. He just wanted a fucking scooter. A broken scooter. Right. <laughs> we were just assholes. We were Damien's horrible. Damien's coming. Well, the threat was. Coming by threat, with, his, with his scooter t-shirt on. No, listen. The threat was if we were bad, they are going to trade us off for a bicycle. And then the next one would be a motorcycle. Like, it would be trading up, but at the same time, they were going to continue trading us for, like, these two-wheeled vehicles. You couldn't have been like, we're going to trade you in for an Isuzu Trooper? No. no. Like, scooters? Well, once Megan was a teenager, she she would have been worth at least, like, a minivan. At least. What if? No. No, I'm not a minivan. So, try. (laughs) So, yeah, anyway, back to the point. Uh... Are we done? No. Can we finish? No. Can we please finish? Go ahead, try. You can go on with me laughing. Go ahead, try. Go ahead. Grimnit. the wide eyes. I think we need to let him finish. Grimjack Omnibus, uh, which will be coming out in November, has all the, uh, you know, the good stuff, the Star Slayer, the early Tim Truman stuff uh, from the the Cross Dimension, the Sinashore. Have you ever read the series? I, uh... No, not no. You know what? I I remember seeing it. It seems like I've got at least a Grimjack something, just a single comic or something. So good. Uh, if you like something, it's a little gritty, a little ultra violent, a lot of lot of allusions to sorcery, mythology, a lot of hard nuts and bolts sci-fi. Occasionally, a good crime drama. Was did, did first used to do like an anthology? It seems like I had a Grimjack story in an anthology. Uh, well, it was the backup feature in Star Slayer until they had the crossover with the two characters. Maybe that's what I. Maybe that. Maybe that's what I own. Then he got into his own book, uh, and there was there was an anthology. It was Munden's Bar. Uh, Jack owned a bar, uh, which he had previously bought for a single credit, uh, and people would come into the bar, not unlike Callahan's Cross Time Saloon. Ever read that book series? No. Oh, you need to read Callahan's Cross Time Saloon. Those are good. Okay. You would enjoy them. And this is this is a comic or a book? A uh, novel, prose novel. Okay. Uh, it, it does mean reading words without pictures, but hey, look, I have <laughs> I, I have people that that read to me on, in the in the audiobooks. I, I prefer the uh, the Will Wheaton to to. Uh, I love Wheaton. I love it when he reads to me. He has such a nice reading voice. Kev, Kevin needs a bedtime story at night to go to sleep. And I like. Uh, who does it? You know who my favorite is. Uh, um, Caitlin and I are going to go and see uh, Pat Rothfuss um, uh, next week on uh, Wednesday the 30th. He, uh, Pat Rothfuss, Paul and Storm, and uh, what's the other guy, Mike? That will be, uh, be Joel Hodgson of MST3K Fandom. Yeah, and so we're going to go see him in, uh, in Alexandria, like right over, right over by the airport, kind of over by where I work. And... Um, Anyway, they're coming, and, and Pat Rothfuss, as I've said on the show before, he's been on the show twice. Um, uh, uh, you know, he's my favorite fantasy author. He's awesome. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, want to come to my work? I'll give you the VIP tour. And he's like, ah, I got family thing. Otherwise, but thank you. But I got to go see him, being as though he's coming into town. I haven't seen him in like two years. It's crazy. So um, uh, while I was going through the Diamond previews, I like to see how the Grim I, Jack I was going this. somewhere. Where was I going with that? Uh, oh, oh, what do I like to hear? I like the uh, the, the guy um, Nick Podell, excellent audiobook uh, reader. So if you ever want to hear anything, if you see Nick Podell's name on it, you will enjoy it. 
I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Real, real quick, I wanted to throw this in here. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to listen to any of the new uh, Star Wars audiobooks that they've done, but maybe this is just me. I'm kind of new to the whole audiobook thing. Sure. They add sound effects to it. So there's, like, lightsabers and laser blasts. Oh, that's and cool. ships go into hyperspace. I was, like, blown away. It, I'm listening to it. I'm thinking it's just going to be like, oh, okay, this is cool. It's Darth Vader. And then you hear the voice, and you hear, like, the, the breathing. Yeah. And then there's a lightsaber ignited, and I was like, oh, snap, this is this is real. Oh, well, my God. It varies a lot. So so, so some are a, are a full audio drama. Oh, thanks, sir. <coughs> Some are like a full audio drama, like that, where you've got sound yeah. effects and such. Some are like Nick Podell, where he's doing different voices for different characters. But yeah. he's got like a main narrator voice, and he's got different voices for different characters. And then still others are like, like I recently listened to the Hitchhikers to the Guide to the Galaxy. The, nice. the, the one that wasn't uh, Douglas Adams, the one that was, uh, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? Ian something. Anyway. Uh, the 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 fifth in the trilogy or the sixth in the no. trilogy, um, it was excellent, and, you know, and well read. But it's a proper British guy reading reading like you would read a story without any without any uh, you know separate voices or anything like that. All very good. Um, it just kind of depends on what you're reading and what's appropriate. Like the Star Wars, it seems like yeah, if you're going to have explosions and stuff like that, that would that would yeah. be kind of cool. And the you know and the things that. Uh, I felt like Nick Podell really immersed my, you know, immersed me into Patrick Rothfuss' universe, the the uh, the Four Corners world, and then when it comes when it came to Hitchhiker's Guide, you know, my original uh, listening to Hitchhiker's Guide, I want to say it was the old, old BBC audio drama where it was different people reading different parts from back in the day like it was on yeah. I, I had I got it on cassette tape wow. like it borrowed from somebody I had years read, ago that's one of my favorite books of all time and I've read through it probably six or seven times yeah and I've seen the movie with uh, Martin Freeman but I, I never did any of the audiobooks and I'm starting to get into this now um, so I might have to check that out totally worth it if you, if you spend any time on the road anyway it's yeah. totally worth it but uh, well where I was going yes sir <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and this is of interest to you because it is time for us to begin to order the new Marvel number ones. Yeah. Um, now, after I came down from Grimjack Omnibus, also checked out a title called Web Witch. I don't know if you remember Tim Vigil, artist Tim Vigil sure. from the 1980s. Uh, he apparently has art in this series called Web Witch. It looks pretty intriguing. Uh, you may want to look Tim that up. What did Tim Vigil do? Uh, he Faust? did a book called Grips. He did Faust. Yes, uh, North Star Publishing. Okay. It took them forever to get that book out. Right. And that was an ultra-violent book. Oh, yeah. That was mature themes, not for the kids. Oh, no. That was but Tim Vigil had this very detailed, X. very, yeah, you know, his, his male figures were very, very muscular. His women were very voluptuous. The blood splatter went everywhere. Realistic. Beyond Only realistic. Bits. I mean, this was... This was ultra-violent before Mortal Kombat. I mean, it, yeah. it was like a oh, fatality yeah. on every other page. Yeah, and, it, you know, and you had your full-color co full covers, but yep. then it was a black, black and white, and white interior. Yeah. Which, you know, was a thing for a lot of independents at the time. Totally. Um, but uh, so took the solicitations, uh, the initial orders for Iron Man, for Amazing Spider-Man, for the new Hercules series, okay. uh, for the new Extraordinary X-Men, the Uncanny Avengers, the Uncanny X-Men. What, what are you looking forward to? Here's for what I'm doing. Here, here's, here's my plan, Troy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to get 
all, well, if I can, if I can stomach it, and if I can afford it, I'm going to get all the number ones. Just whatever it is, if it's number one, I'm getting it. And then, after that, if anything really jumps out at me, then I'll continue with it. And, and those other things, if it's somebody who I already love, if it's Bendis, if it's Peter David. Charles Soule? I don't, he's a maybe. Um, if it's, uh, if Jason it's, Aaron? Uh, also maybe. If it's Robinson, if it's, uh, uh, what do you call, if it's Vaughn, if it's, uh, uh, what do you call, um. Brian Wood? Maybe. Um, who am I looking for here? Colin Bunn? If it's Colin Bunn. Because um, I because I got one for you here, Kevin. While I'm on this roll, yeah. Uh, C M Punk, former professional wrestler with WWE, yeah. is writing Drax the Destroyer. Okay. Yes. So Drax the Destroyer in an intergalactic fight club, yes. written by C M yes. Punk. Yes. That's real. Whoa. Kate, Whoa. do you yeah. like wrestling? Whoa. How much do you like wrestling, Kate? I, I like wrestling. They do stuff. I just like to stare at the girls, really. What? That's the it's best true. part. I mean, do you watch Divas on yeah. E? That is the only reason I have any interest in wrestling anymore because they're pretty as shit. I mean, even my wife watches Divas. Like, I mean, I've gotten into it. Like, I'm like, well, John Cena seems like a really nice guy. He keeps a really clean house. Like, I'm watching this stuff, and it's like, it's like you take the wrestlers out of their element, and you, you see it. And John Cena's like, I'm, I'm cooking eggs right now. It's just, it's, it's so surreal to see them in like real life situations, but it's kind of entertaining. It's you, like the only. It's the only reason you'd ever want to watch, at least in my opinion, you'd want to watch wrestling is the girls. And then you have them sitting there like, oh, my God, yes. I want Paige to marry me. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah, no, my dad watches with me, and he has, like, he hates wrestling. Apparently it's Paige (laughs) being replaced already. When he's... I remember when the Divas used to be Glow. It was the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh, back in the big hair 80s. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that Drax the Destroyer, first yeah. appearance, Iron Man 55. That's going to be a thing. All right. That's going to be real. Like I say, I'll check out all the, fir- the, the first issues. So is there any one thing that's, like, you're jumping out at you, like, oh, I absolutely have to have that the minute it releases? i got to snatch that off the presses? No. No, honestly, so far, I, I'm not. You know what I need? You know what I need first? I need whatever, whatever. I need whatever book that book or books that Miles Morales ends up in. I need whatever book or books that that uh, actual Peter, you know, actual six one six Peter Parker ends up in. Well, as it turns out, Miles and Peter will both be in the same universe together. Miles will be Spider Man. Yeah. Peter will be the Amazing Spider Man. So those are the ones that I'm going to want best of all. But, but it's not over, Kev, because you're also going to get Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. I'm, Tyler. I'm, I'm down. But who's going to write it, though? And. going to be Peter David still? Because I'm into it. Uh, I honestly, I, I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. Then, then but, that'll but, probably be my third one. But here's the thing. You're also going to get Web Warriors. You're going to get all those. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like that. I, I like that plan. You're going to have four spider books, Kev. I'm into it. The, the X-Books, honestly, Troy, sound like complete fucking turds. That, uh, the, what, I've, uh, what I've been read. Now, if you, I don't know if you've got anything up. Megan, do you, are you, you're not looking at that right now. But anyway, um, 
the Xbox sound terrible. Um, and we can talk about this in in another show where we've got where we've got everything you know together or when it's about to, when they're about to come out. But uh, these spectacular X Men or whatever there are. Well, there's the extraordinary X Men, the all yeah, new X Men, which continues with the teenagers. Yeah. Uh, the uncanny X Men. Uh, X twenty three will be the all new Wolverine, but Old Man Logan, Old Man Logan is having a regular book. Right, and Wait, that, so that's the, the one story. that sounds good. I, I don't know the same story. Or are we going well, somewhere see, else? Well, here's the thing. I don't know how it continues from the end of Secret Wars, obviously, because Secret Wars isn't over yet. But there will be an Old Man Logan book. Wow. Because last, I, that's yeah. I'm so not a, I'm not a huge so, comic so book reader. So what's but his yeah. name doesn't have to retire. He can continue on until he's go. Old Man Logan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah Hugh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I had. I'm not as big into the comics as you guys are. I mean, I, I love comics in general. But I'm just starting, again, to get back into the, um, and read them. And I read Old Man Logan, that first run-through yeah. with, with the inbred Hulk family and all of that. I after, That was amazing. That was such a good series. But they've continued that into... Secret Wars. The Secret Wars well, 2? Well, it's, it's Old Man Logan from it's really Secret Wars that storyline. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, it's a completely different story direction. Oh, okay. Um you know, within the domains of Battle World, and Logan is traveling across the barriers. He's not supposed to, but he is because Logan's a rule breaker. Wolverine, I'll do whatever the hell I want. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bub, bub, snick, bub, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like all of these things, those are going to be things. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, Jason Aaron writing uh, Doctor Strange. Knowing that there's going to be an upcoming Doctor Strange movie and wondering yeah. how You know there's... what? I would like a good Doctor Strange uh, comic I, I it's think, been a while. I think Jason Aaron is going to deliver that. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, this is Jason Aaron not only from Mighty Thor, Thor God of Thunder, yeah. but this is Jason Aaron of Men of Wrath, Jason Aaron, Southern Bastards. This is, you know, Jason Aaron, he's got a range of writing talent. Come on, Kevin. He's no Colin Bunn. Uh, no, he's not. He's Jason Aaron. <laughs> is it is it all right if I throw in one that I'm excited about? Please. What's that? Um, so, Mr. Troy David here, um, a couple weeks ago, got me hooked on the Fight Club sequel. Ah, uh, Fight Club doing. 2. Yes. And you know what? And I just it just dawned on me. I completely forgot to bring my copy of Fight Club so you can read it. So ah. next week I will bring it so you can catch up on the book and read the first one. Oh, good gravy. Because it is, it is better than the movie. Um, I did not see where it was going. I, I picked up the first three issues. I need to pick up four. I, I can't wait for the rest of this because where they took this, I never would have saw it, and I'm so excited to see how they're going to finish this. The art's good. The story's good. It, it's just – it's been – it hasn't been the letdown that I thought. Like most sequels are kind of a letdown. But this goes in an innovative direction and, and takes it to a place that I didn't think it would ever go. i got to say from the retailing standpoint, you because know, I do actually sell these things – it's kind of polarizing. Like, the people who love it really love it, and the people yeah. who don't like it really don't like it. There's not much of a lukewarm response. It's either getting you or it's not. Yeah. It's – part of it, I think, is the purists who read the, the book are like, well, this isn't how the book ended, and they get really uppity. And, well, this isn't right. This isn't right. What? And don't see that – And I would have thought that, yeah. too, except – People who are reading the comic and getting jazzed about it yeah. are also people who read the book. Really? Okay. Yeah. I so, I mean, it's he, um, it's dividing yeah. down the line. Because Chuck Palahniuk said when they made the movie, 
because when David Fincher directed the movie, they took the script in a different direction at the end. Because, right. spoiler alert, uh, if you read the book, in the end of the book, he basically just like, it's like a fight club battle royale at the end. He calls like everybody out. It's like a giant brawl. He gets the crap beat out of him. He ends up going to an insane asylum. And in the movie, it ends up being a almost like a love story with him and um, Helena Bottom Carter's character where they kind of fall in love. And Polinick said to Fincher, he was like, I never saw that at all. That's great. I love it. I actually like that better than the ending that I wrote. And that's where they take the comic. The comic picks up right where the movie left off. Right. So it's kind of interesting that the print version is going with what the movie did because Polinick didn't like Polinick didn't like what he was doing with the book. So it's when you take creative licensing like that and the original artist says, "Hey, run with it, man." I think that's pretty cool. At least uh, from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and while I got while we got Mike on the mic, <clears throat> and sorry for the complete and total jump in subject matter here, but uh, Mike, whether you know it or not, is uh, the writer behind Ethan Stone P.I. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, yes. A book that we sell at Flashback Comics, by yes, the way. Yes, you do. Uh, so <laughs> if you're looking for it, if you're wondering, hey, who is this guy, Mike, and what has he done? I got what he's done. Come get yes. it. And are you ready for this? Yeah. I haven't told anybody this yet. Yeah. This is kind of big news. Um, we did a collector's edition, which is essentially volume one and volume two together in one package. So if you want to get all of your stuff, Ethan Stone, uh-huh. in one very fabulous collector's edition with a special edition cover, we're printing more. There well, are going to be more available very, very soon. Um, I would say within the next, like, 30 days, we should have them. Well, that's pretty nice. incredible. Um, question, Mike. Yes. Uh, this is where I was going. Okay. Uh, have you read uh, Robert Kirkman's Outcast? Uh, no, I have not. But um, I'm all in on Kirkman now because uh, me being late to the party for everything, um, I just started watching Walking Dead. Um, and I'm up to season three now, which in two weeks to get to season three, I mean, I think that's kind of impressive Yeah, to binge watch that much when I got a full-time job and a six-year-old and I can't watch it whenever I want to. But I'm getting there, and I'm, I'm really liking Caitlin's late. Stuff. Caitlin's late to the party on, on Walking Dead. You yeah, I, I have to start watching it. I mean, I'm watching Fear, Fear the Walking Dead, but I haven't yeah. actually watched. Well, the and, and the Dead thing yet. is, you've got to read, you've got to get the comic too. You, you know, yeah. get the trades. I have yeah. them. Uh, you know, but get caught up in that. Yeah. Because I think what you'll find is there are similarities but differences. Kevin could also speak they're, to they're that. They're both worthy. You know, they're both good in their respective mediums. I like the comic better. Yeah. I think it's you know it's pretty much my favorite comic out. Really. And has been for a long time. Okay. It's, uh, it's it's one that, you know, I, I've got to read first. It's it's always at the top of my pile. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the comic goes on when the show goes on its break. That's so true. the story advances much more in depth, much more detail. Okay. You know, and when you're waiting for the show, waiting for the show, well, hey, guess what? Every month, and actually for a while there, what, two summers ago, it was twice a month. Yeah. You got that all-out war just coming that's, out. That's why there's so much farther ahead number-wise than Invincible, because they Issue came out... 146. Yeah, they came out like like a couple of months ahead of uh, yeah. Invincible originally, and now they're way, way ahead of Invincible. Well, didn't Invincible take a little bit of a hiatus? Not much of one. Yeah, but I mean, just enough that, you know, a it slows it down. Because Invincible's, what, 122? Yeah, somewhere in there. And Walking Dead's 146? Yeah. So, yeah. I was just... The biggest thing with The Walking Dead for me was... I mean, it's the art, because I have read a few of the issues. Um, The art's incredible, and the story, it's so masochistic. Like, you just, everything about it, if you enjoy something, 
it, they're going to take it away from you. If you enjoy <laughs> a character, it's going to get ripped to shreds or it's going to get bitten and everybody's going to look real, real sad for a minute and then they're going to put a bullet in the person's head. Like, everyone dies and it's, it's so sad. Like, it's hard to really get into the show when you know, hey, you know what? The, this person that I really, really like is probably like two weeks away from getting murdered. And at the same time, though, it almost, it took me a little bit of getting used to do that. It's almost, yeah. it's almost kind of nice because you know that you're going to get to see this thing, you're going to get to appreciate it, and then it's kind of going to be over. But then you get right. to live through other people. It's, it's very, like, it's, it's a real interesting commentary on, on our world, on, like, nothing lasts forever, so don't get too attached to it. Yeah, well, and, and, and Kirkman, from, from very early on, uh, his, you know, his mantra has been, no one is safe. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think that was on the covers of the books for a little while. Although Rick has persisted. Rick has persisted, and Carl has persisted. Yeah, Carl. Carl has taken a lot of damage. Rick, it's just... Yeah. Carl's fucked up, isn't he? Yeah, he's like missing an eye or something like that. Yeah, he, he got his eye blown out. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, and Rick had his... Had, Rick lost his hand in the comic. Wow. Um, you know, and the, the, the kind of uh, analog to that with the show is that... Um, uh, Maggie's dad, whatever his name is, Herschel. Herschel, yeah. Um, One that looks like Santa Claus now that he's got a beard. Yeah, yeah lo- lost his leg, you know, yeah. in, in you know, as the as the analog to that. But you know, they said they, they talked about it. Um, you know, we've we've interv- interviewed the cast and and, and uh, creators quite a few times, and they they basically said, well, you know what, it's just too big of a pain in the ass to, uh, you know, to to deal with his hand that often. You know, with with Herschel's leg, it's way easier because it's not always in the shot. You know, with somebody's hand, you know, especially somebody who's the main character, and then yeah. that's their dominant hand. Yeah. That's a huge pain in the ass, and they would just rather not. And I, I totally get it. I, I yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm on board with that. To, to shamelessly plug our, um, the GGR podcast, we uh, Steve and I talk about that all the time. That a lot of purists with the comic books are like, well, no, no, it has to be very strict to what the comic book storylines were we're both in huge we're both huge believers in if you're going to take the story in an interesting direction and maybe do something a little bit different with it i'm all for it as long as you're keeping it in the spirit of what that story was yeah i mean and that's it's a good technical point to bring up there there's a certain reality to the difference between any kind of story prose story comic story and the way a, a film or a show dynamically rolls in a comic or a book, you can have an internal monologue. You need that for exposition. You need to explain to the reader what's happening, what's going on through the character's mind. But if you're having an internal monologue on a show, it can bog a scene down. You need to turn that into a dialogue. Well, and now you're changing the scene to bring in that second character for the dialogue. And once you've done that, you're changing things. Yeah, and it, it, you know, and it kind of uh, depends on the show. Now, a few, a, a couple of very successful shows have done just as you say, but made, uh, have taken an internal monologue um, and turned it into a dialogue with you, the viewer, right? So uh, I'm talking specifically about uh, uh, Francis Underwood, Kevin Spacey's character in House of Cards. I'm talking uh, uh, about uh, the the main character. In um, uh, Mr. Robot, okay, as well, who t- turn right to the camera and address you, 
not yeah. someone else. They're addressing you. You, you know, you, yeah. you have a relationship with that now, character. That's that's a screen technique though that I don't know fits the tone of Walking Dead. Hey, no, you that, can't really do. No, you can't break the fourth wall in that show and like just do a size. Be like, hey guys, guess what we're gonna do now? Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. You could, but it would it would be wildly different than uh, than the current than, than the tone that they're going for. Oh yeah, I mean it's not like it's not like theater of the absurd, which is basically the genre the breaking down the fourth wall is for. Well, like there's but, no but way that there are there are. Well, if you go and look at House of Cards, have you watched House of Cards? No. It's not at all absurd, and and it's no no no, no, no that's not what I'm saying. No, that's not oh. what that means. Oh, I understand. I I was a big theater person. I understand. It's, <laughs> okay. It's 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 not. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because you're like, it's not absurd. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's not absurdist. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, that, that literary genre of, of absurdism. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and certainly it can be absurdist like Deadpool or She-Hulk. Or yeah. it can be serious like Mr. Robot. Right. Yeah, it's not intended to be absurdist there. Well, Mr. Robot, actually, the, t- the way the TV show is written would be considered a theater of the absurd. Like, it, it would be, like, theatrically because of the way that they interact, the way that his um, mind works, because you never know what exactly is going on. It actually fits perfectly into that genre, the definition. I can see everything. that. I, I, yeah. I, would, I would disagree, though, when, it, when, you, when we're talking about House of Cards, when we're talking about Francis Underwood. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't know about that. It's just I heard. Have you, have you watched that at all? No? No. Oh, we're seeing it's you know it's it's a uh, you know he he's a senator and then the vice president and then spoilers president eventually, um, and uh, anyway and they don't shoot it here they don't shoot it in D.C. they shoot it in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, gotta watch out for that syphilis thing. And, and we got gotta all the walking out for dead. that syphilis. Is that is, is Baltimore, that Baltimore is the syphilis capital of the United States. Omar's a coming. O- Omar is that from uh, <laughs> the, the Wire? wire? Yes. I still not watched The Wire. Apparently, he now that jumps, I, he jumps from a third-story parking garage and into lands a on the ground pool. into a syphilis pool, wearing an O's hat, goes and gets some crabs and some natty boo, <laughs> and then just keeps on running. What's crazy about that though is that story where he jumps out of the third story in the in the series. Okay, so at one point he's running from the cops. He jumps from a third-story parking deck and lands on the ground and keeps going. That's a true friggin' story that actually happened. Yeah. What? Baltimore, Baltimore's scary. Baltimore's a hell of a city. Like, you, you got to watch out. Like, bring your nunchucks. Like, it's serious business. We're going to be there Friday, oh, Saturday, I, and Sunday. Did I tell you the ele- – I told you the elevator story, didn't I? The one, Oticon? Yes. <laughs> I yes. love Baltimore. So, I went to Oticon. Like, I think that was, like – it was either, like, the first or second year. It would have been, like, early on, but I've gone multiple times. And it was the year they actually put, like – a shit ton of like the bubble bath bubbles into the huge fountain and it went over into the street. They had to close down the road one. That was after. We were in the elevator and these black girls came up to me. They were like, mm, this little white girl can't twerk. And I was like, are you kidding? And like, I was not wearing the outfit to be doing it. But like, I totally twerked like all over the elevator. And my skirt almost broke open. <laughs> no, Caitlin thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we ended up going into the street as the bubbles were starting to come out, and we were twerking our way over from the hotel to the convention center, and, like, we all jumped into, like, the bubble. <laughs> I can't hear stories about Baltimore without hearing the accent in my head. Watch out, there's bubbles all over Utah Street. Like, <laughs> It was right by the harbor. It's that fountain by the harbor. So <laughs> down, down by the water. The water. Oh, the water. You, gotta, you gotta talk like a Baltimore on. Yeah. Hey, you know where we're going? Go to Ocean City, down the ocean. 
<laughs> They've got their own accent, and it's horrible, but it's also great at the same time. Uh, you know who my favorite O was? Cal. I love Cal. so well. You do it so well. I grew, I grew up in this area. Like, I mean, like it's you have to. There, I've never heard the accent. Oh, oh there's oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. it's, oh you just it's have to walk around. It's definitive. Holy yeah. crap! Yes, yeah, there is. Yeah, water um, is is one of my favorite ones. Like o, the the, the overpronounced o. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're Baltimoreans. That's what yeah. we call ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, is infamous for making fun of that too. Yeah. Like is, he is he from the? Where oh, is he he's from? from he's from this area. He's from uh, Alexandria. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. And. Um, when he was, they had they did the HF festival up at M and T Bank Stadium, and all they did was between every song, yep. he just just the whole time, he was like he was like we went to Rehoboth Beach and we we're having a good time and we got some crab. Oh, I'm sorry, crabs. <laughs> and they were telling us that we forgot some, and the ladies running after our truck going, "You forgot your jumbos!" And like, <laughs> he's like one of those people where like he can make you, the only people that can make fun of that accent though are people who are from here. And no, I barely notice it. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and, yeah. I, and I have heard it, but I barely yeah. notice it. Yeah. The, more, the longer you live here, the more it just becomes part of the lexicon in general. Like, And if you get lucky, you'll hear somebody call it Balmer. Yeah. It, it's, Balmer. It's not Baltimore. It's yeah. Balmer. B-A-L-M-E-R. Balmer. 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 Yeah, he's, 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 he's doing a hell of a job with that, with that Windows 10, that Balmer. <laughs> And he's running the Clippers now, too. Yeah. But anyway, Mike. Running the Bollamer up and down the court that those Clippers are. Those I, I got on that Walking Dead tangent yeah. for okay. Robert Kirkman. Yes. So you should check out Outcast. I like how everything comes back together, though. Well, I try, to, I try to bring us back on a topic when we're on a topic. You're like the teacher in an unruly <laughs> class. Like, it's, it's Troy, Troy needs to go back and listen to the early <laughs> podcast because he just doesn't understand that this is how this shit works. Eventually, <laughs> we will come back around, Troy. Don't you worry. Don't let us not come back around. It's a perfect circle. It calibrates itself. It does. So Perfect Circle. That's yeah. REM. Yes. It's also a band that the, um, what was his name? Maynard from Tool. Yeah. It was a side project. I saw them open for Nine Inch Nails. I made a funny Nine Inch Nails joke today. Yes, that was quite Did humorous. you like that? Yeah, with the Pope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the religious of you may, may not like may not like that or get offended, but we don't care. Oh, somebody, my, my one uh, Catholic friend thought I was serious and yeah. didn't get the joke. I mean, I have more than one Catholic friend, but I'm just saying that she was, she was the, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> that Pope, you mean? Pope Francis comment. I didn't understand what it was, so I just ignored it. Right. So. It was a combination Lloyd Dobler joke, it, it which was, was great com- because. Yeah, it was a little crossover. Yeah, and a little Nine Inch Nails closer. You bring me closer to God. Nothing. Right, right. You know, I don't know any of this stuff. And then I saw the status and I was like, why does he feel closer to God? He's not religious. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> because he wants to F you like an animal. <laughs> so that, that was the joke. From the I want to F you like an animal. Right, right. I don't know why he keeps Where's singing mine? tonight. Like, <laughs> everybody's going to be like, who's that doofus that keeps singing on your podcast? But uh, right, well, you don't know that song, do you? Well then, you can't sing. With so them. I said, "All right, here's here's my question." I said, "So excited, waiting here." I don't know. So the, so the Pope is in town right now. You the see, you guys, I I can do it like I'm a like I'm a like it's my intro monologue as a as a talk show. So so the Pope is in town. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, everybody. 8 o'clock in the morning here. <laughs> Kevin uh, Kevin in the AM. Right. Talking about uh, the Pope. I, I'm so excited waiting here for His Holiness Pope Francis to drive by. I'm already Lloyd Dobler style with my boombox, except instead I'm going to play that song that goes, You Get Me Closer to God, because I think he'll like that one better. Hashtag say anything. Hashtag in your eyes. Hashtag like an animal. Yes. And so all of them appropriate. And so all my, of them funny in their own right. right. But they're very dated too. They're like they're like mid nineties, right. late eighties references. So like, no, because you were like, yeah, it's okay. Oh, uh, it's okay. And so yeah, so my, my friend Teresa, who's 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 you know super Catholic, said I wanted to be there. Maybe next time. And then I wasn't f- actually closer to the. Po- yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Let him finish with the Trent Reznor joke. And my friend uh, Roy, who used to go, who used to be a, a, a patron of the old comic store that Comics Online came out of, said, "I want to bless you like an animal." That's that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to heal you from the inside. Right. There we go. Uh-huh. There we go. There we go. There we go. You get me closer <laughs> to gosh. <laughs> um, golly gee whiz. <laughs> golly gee whiz. So uh, anyway. Th- th- thanks, Trent, Re- Trent Reznor, for, for supplying with us with some humor. Um, yeah, so perfect circle open the, with them. Uh, <laughs> years ago, and Megan says, Megan's got news, Troy. Oh, well. Did you finish your topic? <clears throat> well, we finished the topic. Uh, I was going to talk about the uh, reading discussion group, which... Oh, yeah, you guys talked about all sorts of cool stuff, about the X-Men. And well, yeah, Megan showed up for that, too, so, uh, you know. I did. I, 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 oh, I did. I mean, I don't have a lot to contribute. It was very interesting to listen to. Well, it was well a topic contribute that I about the group itself. I know you didn't read the series, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, no, the, um, the group's really fun. Everybody contributes a lot. They talk about the parts of the series that they've read. Um, there are some people that brought in, like, their cgc uh copies of the story of the individual comics. You can look at it. And so you can look at the out the front cover. Yeah, um, and then of course there were like trade uh, paperbacks, hardcovers, things like that. So you can actually look through. They bring you food. There, there are some lovely ladies that bring you baked goods, and they're fantastic. Yes, we yes. had some filled cookie things that were Thank amazing. Thank you, Catherine and Anne, for adding to my waistline. <laughs> Kate brought us baked goods today. Yeah, cupcakes from. They're, well, okay, I guess you can say they're Tardis mm-hmm. cupcakes. Tardis cupcakes. They're they're blue velvet. They're blue velvet cupcakes with a cream cheese rum frosting. Oh, d- yeah, just unclip it. There you go. Mm. They look amazing. I'm hoping this is actually bigger on the inside. Yeah, Well, so we uh, the topic at the reading discussion group last night was actually the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, we generally opened up. Not just with the actual Hellfire Club and the death of Jean Grey, but actually really all of the Claremont Byrne X-Men. Okay. Uh, and just kind of went through the history of the book, the history of the team of Claremont and Byrne, uh, the degradation of Jean Grey, the death of Jean Grey, the original script, uh, the direction the book was originally supposed to go in before editor Jim Shooter yeah, stepped in. Yeah, you guys went into the details of that as well, right? With yeah. the differences in how... Um, one wanted to save her. Like, that was the original thought, yeah. right, was well, to save her rather Chris than... Chris Claremont and John Byrne had, writ- had sort of written themselves to that point where they were going to have Jean Grey depowered, and she and Cyclops were going to get married and go off together. And then they had a long game story arc planned for that. And editor Jim Shooter stepped in and said, 
no, Jean Grey can't destroy a planet. Yeah, because she's like a hero, Galactus. so she has to have she has to set the example. She has to have consequences. Which was also a very interesting conversation. It was one of my favorite parts of the night. Is I liked listening and hearing everybody actually debate and agree on that. No. Yeah. It was um, interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we have an equally spirited discussion when uh, we talk about Hackslash. Okay, so that is what you guys are talking about next well, week? Well, I, I think so. And I'm going to try to come up with some Hackslash. Uh, it's a little harder coming up with back issues on that. They're harder to find, a little scarcer. But uh, I'll see what I can find in compilations. Um, but for the Halloween theme, it was suggested that we do Hackslash. Well, can you elaborate a little bit more? Because I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, which part? Hackslasher. There's actually a title. There's a, a comic. It was called Hackslash. I haven't read it, okay. but I know of it. Okay. Uh, and I know that it does have kind of a, a horror theme. Uh, I believe it's a female main character. Okay. Uh, so I'm interested in unfolding that one all new. It's like, ah, this will be a, an exposure of new stuff for me, too. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> that was a suggestion because of, you know, Halloween. Yeah, Mostly for sense. the listeners who didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's going to be the Monday before Halloween. Oh, perfect! Yeah, oh, that'll, that'll be, be right after um, Scott's party as well, won't it? I believe so. Yeah, I have to look at my calendar, which I need to look at. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the purpose of having a calendar. In, in theory, you know, I did um, really enjoy that. I'm sad I wasn't able to stay to the very end, but it was very good. That's quite all right. You you were there. Almost to the bitter end. Yeah, I ended up missing, like, the last 10, 20 minutes for work purposes. But Yeah, yeah, you know, for the last, 50, you know, you, you were within spitting distance of the finish line. I'm going to give yeah. you credit for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're quite I was welcome. glad to finally come in again. Um, at some point in your future, you may actually want to read the trade paperback. I'll loan it to you. But, uh, you know, you can actually see blow by blow. One of the other things I wanted to bring up. That crossover I read, that has to do with Dark Phoenix, doesn't it? Yes. Darkseid was trying to resurrect her and use her power. and But they failed because... Was the, we're talking Darkseid from, like, DC continuity. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, There's it was a crossover an uncanny between, X-Men Teen um, Titans crossover. Yeah. I'm a huge, Have you I'm a not huge read Teen that? Titan, I'm a it's huge really Teen good. Fan. It's actually something... That sounds awesome. Um, Troy, I don't know if you still have one, but he had two copies of the store. I had a bunch of them, and I've sold almost every. I think I have actually sold every single. If you ever want to borrow it, you can borrow it from me. (laughs) It's It's uh, very good. It's written by Chris Claremont, illustrated by Walt Simonson, uh, and it features the third comic appearance of Deathstroke the Terminator. You want to see Deathstroke fight Wolverine? It happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see that? What's interesting to me was that in that crossover, the two groups that they used, the X-Men and the Teen Titans, the Teen Titans had been compared, they were called DC's X-Men. And certainly at the time, they were winning accolades and they were gaining a lot of popularity and a lot of steam. That's, that's you know, that's kind of interesting because as a, as a dad, I have a six-year-old son who is in love with Teen Titans Go!, Okay. And I can appreciate it to a certain degree because I know these characters. I know who they right, are. Right. But at the same time, too, like, I've almost lost respect for them because they're so goofy and campy. Yeah. And it's – I can't take them seriously anymore because well, Robin's, like, this, this like, Napoleonic, like, dictator of the team – and like sure, and like Beast Boy and uh, Cyborg have just become like. Are we talking about like the cartoon frat- though? Yeah, yeah. We're talking oh, about that- Teen Titans Go. Oh, like they're that's like ridiculous. frat bros basically, and like Raven's the goth kid. 
and uh, Starfire is like the vapid, like like brainless blonde. Like it's just, it's really kind of. I mean, it's I get what it's for. It's for little kids. It's supposed to be that way. And I know that there's other medium out there where it's they're way not better like than that. the old version of of, of Teen Titans Go, though. It's actually the best. It's actually the original version of Teen Titans Go. It was just Teen Titans, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I rem- the one episode that I saw of that one that I remember vividly was Robin vs. Deathstroke. Um, and it was an awesome episode. See, they, it actually followed the um, original cartoon series for it. premiered when I was like in middle school, elementary school. And when it went on, um, they actually followed the continuity of the comics really well, except for the one thing I remember that I know for sure that I remember that wasn't in continuity was when Starfire was supposed to get married. She didn't get married in the TV series because it's meant for kids, and they wanted to show happily ever after, like, hey, she still has a chance with Robin. But in the comics, obviously, she did end up getting married off on her home planet. They're, like, little things. But for the most part, it actually followed the comic book series. Well, there, there, there are points of deviation, some of them because they don't have as many characters. Like, Kid Flash wasn't in the cartoon, but he was a longtime regular member. Well, I mean, he was, but not regularly every episode, whereas he was in every issue until Wally West retired. So what have you heard so far about the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that's coming up this Saturday? It's, it sounds interesting. I'd it's like coming to out see this it. When is it? What, what channel are we going to uh, see that Disney on? XD, I believe. D- yeah, Disney XD. Ah. Yeah. pay extra for Disney XD. Um, it's extra dollars. That's what it sounds for. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I guess I'm going to have to work some overtime. i got to do this. <laughs> well, much like the uh, Avengers Assemble, uh, it yeah. is... In line with the cinematic universe, not necessarily in continuity, but more similar. So kids that have seen Guardians will recognize what they see in the cartoon. Gotcha. Okay. It'll have the same lineup of characters. <clears throat> Obviously, the storyline will be written for a, a younger audience. And I'm hoping that it is... No pelvic sorcery. Right. No pelvic sorcery. But uh, I'm hoping that it'll be not condescending. I mean, I understand it needs to be young viewer friendly, yeah. but yeah. there's no need to talk down to kids. Batman, the animated series, wasn't condescending. Oh, my God. That is, yeah. Adventures of Superman wasn't condescending. Yeah. Justice Apparently, League, the Justice animated League X-Men Unlimited. series, they did the same thing. Like, According yeah. to Wikipedia, the series will pick up where the film left off, facing off, off against Thanos as its major villain. Wow. Okay. So they're not even messing around. They're going straight for Thanos. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen Thanos in Avengers Assemble. I don't know if you watch that cartoon, but I, I don't. do it's a, periodically. I've not watched that one. I've watched a few Avengers cartoons, and they've all been honestly. I, I haven't enjoyed them. Like I've enjoyed the, the the motion comics as those come out, but you know those are little cinematic events. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the the Black Panther was really good. Um, yep. There was uh, there was a uh, uh, Uncanny Avengers or what? No, not what's the opposite of that? The uh, the super duper X Men, whatever the well, come on, uh, the 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 Joss Whedon X Men. Oh, the astonishing X Men. Astonishing X Men. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't know. I couldn't think. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where where Cyclops com- or not Cyclops, Colossus comes back. Yeah, yeah. You know. Those are excellent stories. Yeah, they're fantastic. And those, they they did a really good job with those motion oh, yeah. comics. That uh, I tell you, astonishing X Men, and then Grant Morrison's new X Men. His run on the X Men, you get E for Extinction out of that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's um, true. That's that's all such good. Yeah, if you can't have Chris Claremont, have Grant Morrison. 
yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, I love Grant Morrison. Mark and I saw him walking down. Oh, no, wait, you weren't there. It was me and uh, Dakota when we saw Grant Morrison walking down the street in the middle of the night. I got to I got to say You can't walk around Comic-Cons with, without bumping into Grant Morrison stumbling out of a bar. <laughs> we were lucky enough that um, when we were at uh, Awesome Con last year that Ben and I got to have dinner with Joe Rubenstein. Ah. And that was that was a hoot because Rubenstein was just like, "Let me tell you about Frank Miller and all the things that Frank Miller does." And he's just like he just He's just so crotchety, but he, at the same time, like, he's so, he's got these great stories to tell. And, like, it was kind of cool because it was the first time I actually felt like I was part of the industry. Because, I mean, if you're with Rubenstein, you're in, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. if Rubenstein says you're cool, then you're cool. Oh, like, yeah. It was, it was it was a really kind of an interesting moment, very, like, self-affirming. Well, I, I want to segue to Megan's news, but as I segue to Megan's news, I also wanted to let Megan know that... We have back in the store Fables Volume 1 and Fables number 150. So I have the beginning and I have the end. And it looks like the other trade paperbacks are still in circulation. So one at a time through the 22 volumes, I think I could complete you on Fables. Uh, And uh, Mark, I can get you from wherever you stopped with Fables going forward. Uh, Just let me know when you're ready to start hitting that. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to – I I don't know if I'm going to get trades or I'm going to get – you know, I might have to go and get individual issues. Because like I say, I've got individual issues up until issue 104 or something Well, it does get spotty, and they're not easy to find, and people don't bring those collections back to resell. You know, I can find them. You know, I'll get whatever you have that I don't have, and then then I'll fill the rest off of eBay or something. Uh, I was also going to point out there's a hardcover Fables Encyclopedia, which was not in comic format. Yeah. And I can get – the same compilations in hardcover as opposed to soft. There's more issues reprinted in the hardcover. Right. So there's fewer of them, but they're very attractive on a bookshelf and very durable. Appreciate that. So, uh, Megan. Megan. You got, got some news for us? We've got Megan's News, which I've always wanted to do this. Megan's News is sponsored by the Bungalow Ale House. Come by the Bungalow Ale House September 19th through October 4th for their Oktoberfest. Here's Megan. Oh, thank you, Mike. I took the mic from you. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so my first thing, obviously, because I'm a girl and I like girl things, Scream Queens is obviously premiering tonight. And actually, they talked about there's an article from Access Hollywood where they're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis um, portraying her mother's scene, um, but redoing it in the uh, Scream Queens series. So the iconic psycho scene that um, her mother is known for, the shower scene. Yeah. Yeah. Just redoing it for the series. I okay. thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I love horror. So for me, that's fantastic. Um, the next part of the news Doctor Who obviously returned. Yeah. What'd you think of that, Megan? I fell asleep I, on it while you were watching it. Yeah. We went over and we watched it at Kate's house, and it was great. Yeah. He but got, what, the, what part did you fall asleep at? Oh, he fell asleep it was like the at first the most five like, minutes. Pinnacle. Was it really that soon? Yeah. yeah. It was like 15 minutes into it. Was it I really? Feel like it you felt, were, I feel like so you were nodding sooner. off very early in, but you did watch the, the rest of it, right? Oh, yeah. Next morning okay. I watched it. Well, my thoughts are not to be negative, but it wasn't the best episode that I've seen, and it's not the best I've seen from MoFat. Everything was really predictable. There were some nice little touches that I liked. But for the most part, it just wasn't exciting. And the fact that they made the first episode a two-parter, to me, just wasn't 
a good idea. I, I agree with that. I didn't like that it was a two-parter. Like, you don't yeah. know. I mean, it'd be, it'd, it would have been fine. Show me both of them tonight, please. Well, not Otherwise, only, fuck off. I don't even feel, like, excited to see next week's, though. Like, it was a two-parter that I'm not really, I don't they care if that. I see the second part. They did that with the, uh, the Impossible Astronaut, didn't they? That was a two-parter. But that wasn't the beginning of the seri- of the season, wasn't it? No, I don't think was so. Was that a return from the? It was probably a return from the hiatus, but it wasn't like the beginning of the season. And even then, that was actually like exciting the entire time, and I wanted to see the next episode. This one, I'm kind of like, mm, if I see it, whatever, whatever, not. Um, I mean, like you've even seen the preview. For those of you who haven't seen it, sorry, spoilers. You know what the season's going to be. He's going to be chasing around, trying to change his mistakes over and over again, which he's not supposed to do. It's not even following his own rules, which we establish in 10. Like, he's messing. Like, it's just the storyline just doesn't seem like something that should be happening in Doctor Who. He's breaking his own rules. Yeah. Um, I do like Capaldi more in this season. And I like that Clara um, Clara is actually, like, I don't know. I like still seeing her, especially since this is her last season, so it makes I, me kind of sad. I just sad. want her to go. Can well, we, it's her last season, just, so I there know. you go. I know, I know. <laughs> but, like, like now, like, could she just leave now? No. <laughs> yes. Let's be real. Well, she's well, the she, cutest she out of killed. the companions that have showed up. We did but, see her killed. Yeah, but she's not actually gone. I know. She can't be. They killed far too many people. Killed the master. Plus, let's be real. Her. Even when she's actually like gone, they're gonna bring her back because we already know that she's all throughout his timeline. So she'll probably pop up in little side roles, and she won't be like the companion. Uh, that's but, true. Um, River at Christmas. Yes, I'm excited about I that. I can't wait. Yeah, that was my nergasm. I'm actually way more excited for that than I was for the actual like season premiere on Saturday. Yeah, me too. That Christmas episode this year is gonna be awesome. I've, I've yet to get into Doctor Who all the way. I've gotten bits and pieces of it. Just and a tip? Just a tip. Just to see how it feels for a minute. <laughs> um, the one that I caught, though, was the master becoming the prime minister of England and murdering everybody. And it was a very blue velvet scene where he's, like, <laughs> using the thing and he's laughing. It was just, it was. And you see them all laughing. Yeah, it was, that was it's really great. Obama. <laughs> Master Obama. But I gotta say though, the the best part though was when that that season wrapped up, and the doctor's there laying with him, and he's essentially getting ready to die, but they can regenerate, and he says, "No, I'm not going to because I want you to feel the pain." I was just like, "Damn!" I was like, "This is this is compelling." But then you guys are mentioning that the doctor's now going back and trying to fix all his mistakes, oh. and I know that's out of character for him. But yeah. for me, as somebody who's not a huge Doctor Who fan, it almost kind of wants to, wants me to. I want to watch it now because what's going to happen? Like, what's what caused this? What is making him do this? Because I love the the interesting story. Like that that hooked me. Like, I, I'm I'm interested be to see. Yeah, I'm interested happens. to see how this this uh, plays out. Like yeah. like does this cascade into an entirely different Doctor Who universe? Because if he goes through and uh, and and kills, you know. You know his version of Hitler, the uh, the the young Davros who was who created the Daleks, who created uh, you know ninety percent of the the conflict in Doctor Who, you know, in the Doctor Who universe. Yeah. Um, then you know, without that, then you know, does 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 the Doctor you know never 
become as awesome as he was because you know it's one of those well, sort of hero villains things. It's Joker Batman. They need each other to be to be as great as they are. Well, the, and without that, you know, who do you have? Cyberman. He's like, oh, he would just trounce Cybermen, but would but, he? Maybe he wouldn't be as strong enough to trounce the Cybermen without the Daleks. The other thing is, what if they're just created by somebody else in a different way? Like, it doesn't mean that they're going to be gone. It just means he might have changed the whole way that everything goes down. I, you know, with with regard to those, I think they required him. They were, I think, they required Davros to uh, to to create them. Um, now. Other things in the universe could have gotten huge. You know, the the you know the Santarans couldn't have got, could have got huge. The the uh, the Cybermen could have got way huger than they ever did, because yeah. you know these are these are you know the the major forces in you know in in Doctor Who universe. Well, what, when, I just oh go ahead, Megan. I just sorry. I <laughs> just don't okay. think that they would ever actually take out the dialects. There's just too much that they'd have to recreate and to go over and basically say that everything that we've watched in the series is invalid, like it's not even existent in the universe anymore. That just, I, I wouldn't and like that's that. That's interesting, but, but I would like to see them approach it and make, you know, it as, you know, some sort of bottled story and then have to re-undo yeah. it. Like, yeah. okay, I would and like to see that universe. To, Almost like a Back to the Future thing. Yeah, to, we to, screwed up, we messed up the timeline, yeah. now we got to go back and fix it. Yeah, I got to steal the book back from Biff. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's let's find out what it is. You know what what does that universe look like, and and what do each of these storylines, more yeah. specifically, what do each of these storylines look yeah. like, um, without there ever having been? And you know, and they can go. You know, there, there yeah. are plenty. Uh, you know, Doctor Who historians um, that could go back and be like, oh, I already know. Yeah, I, they've got. You know, there, there's got to be some super super nerds. Well, as soon as you mentioned what he was doing, the first thing that popped into my head. As an outsider, yeah. and and if any if I'm right on this, please forgive me for calling this. Okay, this is just what I got from what you guys were saying. Yeah. Is he's going to get to a point where he realizes, "Fuck, I've become the master," <laughs> and he's going, and it's going to be like this, like realization of like I've become the thing that I hated the most. Well, he doesn't or actually not even hate, hate it. No, he doesn't hate him. He lo- I'm sorry, the thing that I strive to stop, the thing that yeah. I. It was my life struggle work. against. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My greatest struggle was to not was to stop this guy who was doing this thing, and I've become that person. Yeah, and that's like, whoa, like mind blown all over the place. But again, I mean, I could be horribly wrong, and if I'm right, like I said, I'm so sorry that I just yeah. Well, so that. I'm I'm interested to see it. Honestly, I would like to see it for more than one episode. Yeah, you know, like the whole thing. Uh, with with uh, super, are you a supernatural watcher, Mike? Uh, I've been getting into it. So with Again, Supernatural no, last season, yeah. you know, backtracking a bit, um, at the end of season nine, uh, Dean becomes a demon. Very last scene of season nine, he becomes a demon. Season ten starts, ah, he's a demon, and he's out partying with, with, the, you know, with the Prince of Hell, and you know, they're all out being demon buddies and like, you know, high-fiving in bars and stuff like that. It's stupid. I, just, I picture like high-fives, going to bars, they're listening to like Skid Row. It's, and like, it's yeah, it's really close to that. It is yeah. really close to that. You're on track, like '80s yeah. hair metal, like right, riding Camaros, yeah, yeah, yeah. funny cane on the front of the car, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So that's what the uh, what, what demons do. That's what demons do. Yeah. Okay. And they have these cool, you know, sclera, uh, 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 what do you call uh, contact lenses? You know, the blackout sclera one. Yeah, they're good stuff. Anyway, so. What I wanted to see is more of that in season ten. Um, unfortunately for me personally, they were like, "Nah, there's only so much we're gonna, people are going to take with this," and so they went like two episodes into their twenty-three episode season. 
Um, and then but, they had to turn him back? or Yeah, yeah, they turned him back. Okay. Spoilers for stuff from over a year ago, or about a year ago. They, they turned him back. What is, what is the statute of limitations on calling uh, spoilers? It's not. Well, this is Comics Online, and we say at the beginning of, of every episode, yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah. Can I, can I real, real quick aside? Yeah. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. The Star Wars trilogy. We're talking about spoilers. Yeah. So I've been introducing my son to the original three. Okay. We watched New Hope. We watched Empire. We haven't watched Return of the Jedi yet. We watched Return. Uh, we watched Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. We get to the end. Chops off Luke's hand. He goes, "I am your father." My son turns and looks at me, and he goes, "No way!" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "What? Are you serious?" Like he was genuinely shocked, and it it was the first time it ever dawned on me. This is a kid that has no idea, that didn't know yet. Here's because the thing, Mike. We all Mike. know, and we're all so jaded by Here's it. Here's the but thing, he was Mike. Excited. You know, what you have to do. Tell him. I'll, 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 you know what? Don't worry, kid. We're going to watch the third one in three years. Because that's what we did. And what, you know, it was good enough for us. Yeah. And so it'll idea. be good enough for you. There's a really funny meme going around where it has a picture of a, of a dad duck and a baby duck. And he was like, wow, Dad, Return of the Jedi was, was great. Are there any other Star Wars movies? And the dad goes, no. No, there's not. And leaves it at that. <laughs> It's just it's cool seeing it from from a different perspective, from a different set of eyes. Oh yeah. Because we've all we've all known for years that that's Luke's father. Yeah. I remember I was uh, I was in the sixth grade when uh, when Return of the Jedi came out, and we went my my class went to this was you know it came out in June or whatever, and we went to see Return of the Jedi. Because I'm old, you see, Megan. Uh-huh. Very back in old. my day, Ma- uh, movies gesturing. cost 25 cents. Oh, we've been, oh we're back we've, to the news. Sorry, we're back we've to the news. We've been off topic for a little bit. Back to Megan's news. It wasn't even close to Doctor Who anymore. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry I stole your thunder. Oh, no, you're fine. And now we return you to Megan's news. Promotional considerations by Flashback Comics and Games. Yes. Anyways, going back to the whole Doctor Who thing, that actually was not the part of the news I was going to bring up. Go ahead. Um, for, we obviously missed it at this point, but I didn't have it in time to talk about last week. But Doctor Who did return to uh, theaters in 3D to go over and watch the last part of last season before the premiere. Why do we want to see it in 3D, though? Are you kidding? The last two parts together in 3D? I don't remember. Missy and like the cyber army and pink dyes and sorry, lots of spoilers. Oh, pink! Like, what happened to pink? Oh, no. pink. Mr. pink! Oh, have you not watched it? I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, it's very yeah, sad. No. Yeah, he died. It was a very cyber sad. Man. Cyber pink. Yeah. But I mean, like, cyber pink you is the watch... name of my new marital aid. Okay, shut. Available up. now on comicsonline.com. I need you to be quiet for just a little bit. <laughs> He got it now. He got it now. He doesn't need it right now. (laughs) But anyways, um, that was out in theaters. That was something I wanted to do, and then I forgot. But (laughs) hey, hey Mark, you need to find us a place that'll mold us a a Cyberman in pink, so we can sell it on on you know in in silicone. Okay. We could just make a clay silicone. Why? So he can or a dildo flesh under the. Okay, there, there, was the in, there was the innuendo, yeah, and then it was just right. dildo. Like, <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> it wasn't. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired. And as it, as my, it, that's actually as not it, what my thought process was. As it was. buzzes, it will say, you will be upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just... 
point out that I actually did not know you were talking about a sex toy. Honest to God. He said marital just... aid. I mean, like, would you oh, think he was talking about, like, a therapist? I mean, no, I didn't. <laughs> would you shut the fuck up? That's not... I didn't hear that. All I heard in my head was, like, molding of, and I was like, oh, we're going to make our own, like, pink, like, Mr. Pink as a side We're giving like, comics we're online action figures. Yeah. And then you asked about the silicone. I was like, so we can touch... Yeah, I totally missed it, too. Let me both were like, wait, what? I was actually really excited for that, though, because that'd be a fun project. <laughs> I mean, you have to make it. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, and God. you'll be upgraded. I don't want to be upgraded. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, I don't. Anyways, also going on with Doctor Who news, we know that uh, it's actually confirmed now that Miss Coleman will be leaving Woo-hoo. as the companion this season. Which We're I'm also going to really have sad a about. Dalek butt plug. Okay, go on. Would you shut <laughs> up? Okay. Okay, this is not happening right now. There's no camera. There's no... I will punch you in the face. You will die. We have become very close friends now. I told you stuff. No, that does not mean you can just stick... No! You're a man. I can hit you. Please. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm not even being bad this week. Any viewers that give reviews to Troy, I'd like to point out I haven't cursed as much, and they're making more fun of me this week. Anyways, so Jenna Coleman will be leaving, and I'm going to miss her. I actually like her, and I think she's the cutest of the companions so far. I actually like her as a companion. I like that she's not with him 24-7, so she's maintaining her own life at the same time. Well, trying to maintain a life at the same time. I do like that aspect. I just feel like she doesn't actually, like keep the doctor in control or like make him think i feel no, like she's but, just more of like a backseat driver companion like oh okay well i mean i think every companion is different so it's nice that she's not like the other ones where they've been like whoa <laughs> whoa what are you oh you're doing that what you no like <laughs> can i can i ask a question real quick Uh, like the last few seasons of them, yeah. where they're like, I just did a culmination of them all. So instead of doing, oh my god, no! oh no, like Rory when he's like, <laughs> like, instead of doing like each one individually, I just kind of culminated them all together with their sayings. And so my my question is this: You said that this companion is like trying to have a life of her own. Is what yeah, you're saying, right? a lot okay. of the companions in the last few okay. seasons. Sorry, my, no. And, and here's my question: So you've got this guy who can travel through space and time in this infinitely large. Box, right? Yeah. And can pretty much do whatever he wants because he's got Sonic Screwdriver, which is the MacGuffin that can fix whatever problem just pops up. Except for it. In theory. In the- theoretically, right? So you can essentially do anything, be anywhere, be at any time, yeah. but they want to live their own life. Hey, look, I can't help you save the universe. I've got laundry to do. No, no, no. It's no. basically like what we're talking about. No, here. no, no. no. Like, <laughs> like, literally, she meets up with them every Wednesday. Listen, I got a flat tire. I got to get this fixed. <laughs> Listen to me. Every Wednesday, they have like a date night. Every Wednesday, oh, he shows up at some point during the day and picks her up. But for him, he usually, it, it sounds like most of the time, he usually skips the week and just goes to the next Wednesday yeah. and picks her up again. So he's with her 24-7. So for him, for him it's, it's 24-7, but she's got to wait. The yeah, but he doesn't always land on the right Wednesdays either, so sometimes it skips back and forth. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, he, but he knows, that's kind of a dick the tar- move. The TARDIS like, doesn't work properly. He fucked it up. She takes him where he wants I know. The screwdriver doesn't fix fix everything. It just does things, and sometimes only it works when they need it to. Only when no. the story allows it. 
Only when the doctor is competent enough to figure out how it works properly. <laughs> you can't look at it funny, okay? you got to give it a second. Okay? Well, I'd like to remind everyone that the doctor stole the TARDIS in the first place. He doesn't really listen, <laughs> so... God damn it. Oh, you broke its confidence now. No what are you doing? listens to me. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, they haven't made the sonic dro- the screwdriver as a penis reference before. Okay, come on. Guys, hey, what do you think a lightsaber is? Phallic? Come on. Hello. Guys, guys, guys. Relax. Relax. <laughs> oh, no. I'm with him on this. <laughs> um, next is DC titles. They're canceling nine titles this December. And there's a list. And the list is coming up. Um, so, apparently. Huh? Um, Lobo, Omega Man, Doomed, Gotham by Midnight, Green Lantern, The Last, the Lost Army, Batmite, Bizarro. They're canceling um, Batmite? Yes. Batman 66 and, Sens- and Sensation Comics featuring um, Wonder Woman will all come to an end. Uh, quick, uh, one, one point, and it's not your fault. Uh, Omega Man, I think, has been saved and is actually going to run all 12 okay. issues. Well, that's but I believe all the others are being truncated. Okay. Yeah, so I saw that. I thought that was interesting. I do like about that. The what, is, what is Batman 66? It's an old, it's old uh, Adam West Batman. It's, but they've it's in comic the book style. form. It's a, as if the series kept going. Oh. And they've had a few spinoffs yeah. as well. Like they okay. had uh, Green Hornet. Yeah. Wow. It was, okay. It was interesting to read through. I definitely I didn't buy all of them. I bought a few. But that same like Campy's sixty oh, yeah. style yeah. like and it's exactly that Batman. Uh, it's it's very episodic, so you don't have to read from yeah. issue to issue. There's usually two short stories per issue. So in that same style too. Is the Riddler going to defeat Batman? Oh, Will yeah. Robin get there in time? Tune in next week. Same bat time. Like that style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Megan, you've got X-Men news? X-Men news. The producer um, teased plans to bring Gambit and Deadpool into the fold. Ooh. Okay. Um, Deadpool I'm into. Gambit, I've always thought was bullshit. I agree. At least it's being played by Channing Tatum. I mean, we can't go wrong with He's that. So but that's such dreamy. That's such an eight, that's such an 80s casting move where it's like, we need somebody to play this role. Uh, Schwarzenegger. Like, Who's Channing Tatum is the new Schwarzenegger. We needed somebody to do something beefy. Like, I don't see Channing Tatum as Gambit at all. I don't no, know there's, Gambit, there's so such I a better make, actor like... to play the part of Gambit. It's, uh, it's this, the dude that was in uh, Ocean's 12, the Frenchman, who does actually know Capoeira, has the voice, has the body type, has the swagger, and... See, I always figured, they talked about it for a while, that the guy is Sawyer from Lost. I don't remember the guy's uh, name. I always figured he was going to be Gambit. Because they talked about it for a while when Lost, yeah, when Lost was big, they were like, "Oh, he's going to be the next Gambit." Um, and then there was one other guy, and I can't remember his name now, that was in big talks to be Gambit. I, I just don't see Channing Tatum as Gambit. I can see him as Colossus; he's got the body for that. But like, well, I mean, but granted, it's just anybody in metal exoskeleton. True, but the uh, hang on a second because I'm looking it up here. Vincent Cassell played the, the French thief in uh, Ocean's 12. He was also in Brotherhood of the Wolf. Like, he's a damn fine actor, but again, everything that makes Gambit Gambit, he could pull off a hundred times better than Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum got cast because it's Channing Tatum and he sells movie tickets, not because it's actually a smart a magic mic, choice. basically. Right. And, I mean, to, to truly 
character cast that film, you know, that's that's who you gotta gotta go with is somebody like that. Again, if for no other reason than he actually knows the martial art, he has the accent, he's got the body type, he's got the swagger. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's you know, it's a, a no brain thought. And, and that's you know the thing is you could go and cast Channing Tatum as a as a, a superhero you know quite easily. I can't can't think of who off the top of my head. Um, you know maybe maybe a proper Alex Summers or Mimic or somebody like that. Um, or you, you know I, I was I was going to say uh, to to cast him as um, as as Simon Williams, but then I realized that uh, that 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 is clearly. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Troy, help me out here. Uh, I need a little more of a clue. Uh, the, the guy who also played the third Batman, maybe the second Batman, Clooney. Uh, George Clooney Clo- was the... Simon Williams. Yeah, it Maybe was... Uh, uh, crap. What are you uh, thinking Michael of? Keaton, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Right. That's what I mean to say. Yeah. Anyway, but I was, I was originally going to say, you know... To, to play Wonder Man, to play to play Simon Williams, I was going to say, oh yeah, that would be you know he, uh, uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum would be a good person, but then I realized, oh no, that's much better. George Clooney would be way better as. Uh, I I actually, if if he's going to be Wonder Man like post transformation, I want the Channing Tatum body. George Clooney does not have what. Wonder Man would now if it's pre-transformation, sure he'd be fine. Post-transformation, I insist on someone athletic. You know, it's kind of like if you're going to play the Black Panther, I kind of insist that you be black. (laughs) It's the the minor technical details of the situation. Yeah, you know, like my final point, you know, as to why I dislike Channing Tatum as Gambit. I've heard Channing Tatum in his films try to imitate accents and voices, and he's horrible at it. He just reminds me of, like, Joey from Friends when Joey tries to do a southern accent, and it comes out Jamaican. I can do a southern accent. I could go right now, man. (laughs) Well, Jamaica. And be be up there and be pretty and take off your shirt for the girls, and let's just leave it at that. To be fair, Mike, Jamaica is in the south. But, uh, uh, Megan. Sort of. Megan, with the news. All right, so obviously we, I know some of you are excited. November 20th, Jessica Jones will start coming out on Netflix. Yeah, correct? she will. Yay! Well, they've Can't offici- wait for episode two. Mm-hmm. They, so they officially, oh, wait, episode two. Has well, it already started? In, in, in issue two of, of Alias, that's when she gets together with Power Man. Okay. Um. It, so they went over and they released some of the first uh, cast photos and everything from the television series. And I didn't know if you all had seen it yet with her, David Tennant, and obviously whatever no. she's going through. Oh, right, right. You know, yeah, I did see those stills. Yeah, the production stills, yeah. I saw that and I pulled that aside. <coughs> yeah, that's uh, worth uh, worth taking a look at. Um what else we got, Megan? Oh, give me a second. She was being nice and showing me the Jessica Jones shots. So. Uh, Harry oh. Potter world? Oh, we have, no. We what have several um, Harry Potter. W- give me a second. You don't have to. I'm just looking. And I know. Um, 
So they actually went over, I didn't realize, we talked about last week how there were some graphic designers and things of that nature that were releasing their own editions of um, artwork and cover art for the oh, books. Oh, yeah, the, those, those special cu custom editions? Yeah, well, this one is actually, like, released from J.K. Rowling and the company and everything, like the original publishers. Apparently they're doing special illustrated editions of all of them, and the second book is coming out soon. Um, it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be coming out... This was in November. Coming soon. Yeah, and it. Anyway, it'll be so coming out next month. But there's also yeah another Harry Potter news. Yeah, I have it out of order. Sadly, at least with these releases though, when these come out, you won't have idiots driving by and yelling out the endings to the book and ruining it for people. No, that's true. <laughs> um, actually, Snape uh, kills Dumbledore. No, you dick. All right, guys. So, also, J.K. Rowling released within the last day or so Harry's actual, like, family line going back to the 12th century over um, her Pottermore website. And they actually think that this is going to be part of Fantastic Beasts. Even though Harry Potter will not be in it himself, it might actually include some of his family members down his family tree. Okay. So, I thought that was interesting that she actually, like, took the time to put that together. That'll be Daniel Radcliffe playing his own ancestor. Oh, that'd be weird. And funny. A little bit. Again, um, to make another Futurama reference, it's like frying his own grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I did the nasty and the pasty. <laughs> All right, Megan, next news item is? I know this is something that you'll like. Um, Warbla has announced that they're doing a better black um, thermoplastic that you can actually use with other thermoplastics, not just theirs, to go over and apply it together. And it's supposed to be more resistant and supposed to last through a whole bunch of different shit it's a little bit thicker too i think yeah and and for the um for the novice here what would be we what would we be using thermoplastic for yeah, um warbla is basically a way yeah it's a way of creating like shields and stuff and other Ew. armor for cosplay um oh. it got really popular in europe first and then came over to america gotcha. a couple so it was a more ago. it was more of a reference for caitlin because i just thought you were talking to kevin and it was another reference to the marital aid no oh, it was okay. a cosplay reference to um, so no thermoplastic dildos or anything like that no. Well, bit. you and I can get together and make some, Mike. That would not. Hey, be we gotta we gotta pay for these websites, like man. I mean, right now that would not be comfortable no. at all. No, Warbill actually started in Germany, and then they brought it over here. Um, and there was actually a couple of cosplayers that were selling it on their websites directly because um, they wouldn't sell it anywhere else outside of Germany. Um, so they were buying it and then reselling it. So it was really really expensive for a while, and finally they were like, "All right, fine, you guys can have it." So now you can actually purchase it. Um, but you, you heat it up, and it's kind of, it's, there was something else called Wonderflex that had threads in it, um, but the Warbler, literally, if you heat it up, you can mold it into a ball, you can roll it back out, you can stretch it, and once it cools, it becomes hard again. Yeah. Um, so it's, it can literally turn into Play-Doh and, and, you and know, then harden right back You can shape back. it into whatever you need yeah. it to, yeah. and then yeah. harden it, it's not going to shatter or break yeah. or... Nope. And a lot of people will use paper or foam to go over and actually either layer it and or go over and trace how big they need it for, like arm armor things like that so they actually get the sizing correct before they actually mold it to fit them personally so it's not just like oh here's a circular thing like it's actually molded to them so it'll fit right so here's a functional question does it uh uh does it uh change volume does it change size when you when you heat it or cool it uh, it, yeah, it does shrink a little bit. Not so much as, as the Wonderflex. Um, but, I mean, you can literally stretch it out after it's heated up and make it super thin. 
Or sometimes, like she said, is, you know, I'll fold mine over, you know, take a sheet, make it double the size, fold it over so it's double the thickness, and it will stick to itself. But, you know, as Megan pointed out, it doesn't really stick to anything else. It's always had a weird issue to that. But I also like it being black because that's a good yeah. – I always would, like, paint and primer it black is, is – a base coat and now it's like oh one less step for me to do yeah i mean you'll probably want to do more primer just in case anyways because you're going to want to do like all the other tones to it like the lightness and everything if you want to go over and add like i don't know silverish type coats or gold or something like that or you can just do white over it again and then do something else but it should be more resistant and i actually did forget a bit of harry potter news as well Scientists actually took the time to go over and try to make a invisibility cloak, and this one actually really works. I've heard, I've heard this for like the last decade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you keep hearing this, and you're like, well, but not really. No, this one, well, they said that the, the last one, the one that you guys are talking about, because this is a new one that literally just came out in like the last like month or so. Okay. Um, the, one, the other one used to only work from narrow angles, um, and it was based around like where you would stand. This one actually works. And they went into more detail, and I read it like a week ago, so I don't remember anything. I'm just picturing like some kid buying one, and like being oh, like, "It's the invisibility cloak," and then putting it on, and everybody's like, "I can still see you." No, 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 you gotta look from this no, exact no, no, angle, no, 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 no. That's right where, here, and then I'm go. invisible. No, 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 that's where it was. You can go over and wear it, and it doesn't matter what angle you're at. The thing with this one is you have to be still. Like you can't have a child running around in it. Like you have to stay still for it to work. But it's the way the light refract uh, reflect refracts out. I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. way it hits it. I understand. Yeah. So you can't sneak around and be like dun 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 dun. No, you can't be like Exactly. Yeah, you can't do that. As Marcos. Yeah. All right. So what's next? Let's see. What's next? Amanda Seafried is joining the cast of Showtime's new Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, they're bringing it back. Yeah. I remember watching some episodes of the. I remember uh, watching some episodes of the original. I just never had the time to watch it all the way through because when I watched it, I was little, so I don't remember it. And, and it's trippy understand. too. It's really trippy. Yeah, and as a child, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, "Why are these weird people doing things?" Like <laughs> that guy dancing with a moose. I think yeah. he is. Yeah. It's- so I'm excited to actually be able to. There's watch a guy the dancing remake. with a moose. No, it, it, it was a Twin Peaks reference, like. It was weird. It's David Lynch. Yeah. That's the second David Lynch reference we've made today. Wacky. Yeah, I know. Well, in the next piece of news, this is something that I'm sure that Troy can talk more about. Um, Batman co-creator Bill Finger finally got credit on Gotham and uh, Batman vs. Superman for writing and helping in the creation of Batman, correct? Yes. Yay, comic book justice. <laughs> So it said that because uh, he started it, so he he was actually there from the very beginning, the yes, 1939, creating everything with um, Kane, correct? Well, yes. Kane came up with the original concepts, and Bill Finger reworked them into the vision of Batman that we recognize. Okay. And Bill Finger's contribution was very overlooked until much more recently. Uh, there were, however, industry insiders who knew and made no secret about telling people, hey, you want to meet the guy that created Batman? Let me introduce you to Bill Finger, <laughs> which was kind of a surprise turn in a conversation. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that is that is awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I read it, and I was, it was interesting because I didn't realize, like, I never really looked into who created Batman in the first place because I'm a horrible comic fan. But it was interesting to read through and see what 
he had done. Well, I, you know, Bill Finger certainly had contributions to your favorite Nightwing when he was Robin. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's true. Um, I'm going to take him to task for that because he put Robin in green short pants and a bright yellow cape and fairy boots and set him out fighting crime at night with Batman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that, that provided, you know, Batman with, with a target other than the bat symbol on his chest. <laughs> yeah. Great character, terrible costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> in caves and no one thought anything of it. Even uh, Captain America's partner Bucky had long pants. Speaking speaking of uh, little boys in caves, uh, I, I needed to get to this point. just wanted to reveal to you all that uh, the other day, the other day into the mic, I, uh, I was at home and uh, I watched this, this documentary about a boy uh, blowing up his bat cave. Did you Did you guys watch this on Monday? I have no idea what you're talking about. He's talking about Gotham. Gotham, the know. season no two, episode one. Troy, did you see it? No, I was. I was doing the flashback reading discussion we group both Monday there, night, so we both missed it. Oh. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'll catch the DVR after Baltimore Comic Con. Yeah. Ah. He blows up the Batcave. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, th- I could have sworn you were going for like a euphemism there. I really was. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, well, going back to the news, your favorite character, Spider-Man, they've revealed what his age is going to be in the movie. He's going to be in high school again. They said they, that there are only so... What's with 616 motherfucking Peter? I'm not Peter. done yet. Oh, me neither, but go on. They did, um, basically the way the director brought it up was that... Oh, in, their the, in, thought, the, in the show, in the movie. Yes, in yeah, the movie. Yeah, 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 I got it. And their thought process that they didn't, that there are only so many times that they can theatrically kill off his uncle over and over again, so they <laughs> wanted to start with him in high school again. I, that I that was their quote. It's a, it, to me, it's a dumb idea, but whatever. They're going to do what they're going to do. I didn't know how you're going to feel about that, but I mean, it, I I imagine it'll be fine eventually. But it seems like a waste of time to put him back in high school again. Yeah, why do we have to do an origin story again? It's completely unnecessary. I, I don't need to see that again. I don't need to see young Peter. We've seen young Peter. We've seen young Peter in every. Yeah, having the thirty, having yeah. a thirty-year-old Tobey Maguire play teenage, play teenage Peter Parker. I want, uh, well, you know, I've, I've said, you know, I, I want a, a, a grown-up uh, Peter Parker to uh, to join the Avengers. Well, but go on. Um, next, we have uh, Game of Thrones. Um, I'm going to say her name. Maisie. Maisie uh, Williams. Uh, going over, and apparently I actually watched this interview, and she very, and she very like, not angrily, but sternly was like, no, Jon Snow is dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> She was like, you guys don't understand. He's dead. Like, going against um, the rumors of what Kid had said about his character in the story. But that doesn't, that still doesn't mean that he's not in the story at all. It just means he's dead. So he could be a zombie. Yeah, it seems like Kit, Kit Harrington is, is still on the job. So whether it's uh, you flashbacks know, a ghost or, or a flashbacks or a zombie, 
you know, Kit's going to be in it, but it seems or like the character's dead. The only other thing that I could think of that I don't think we've really talked about is what if he's like his brother and he can also be in animals and he ends up with his um, wolf companion. Like, he ends up with his... Uh, like, in... in yeah. Sno- uh, what's his name? Snow? Yeah. Is the name Snow? Frost? Ice? Uh, Frosty? Fang. It's Fang. Fang. If he That's ended his up name, in... really? John Snow's dog's name is Fang. Huh. <laughs> I thought it was ice related. Ghost. His wolf was ghost. Oh, ghost. ghost? Which one's yeah. Fang? Ghost. Uh, that might have been Arius. Okay. I thought we saw Fang sometime in the last two seasons. Yeah, remember uh, Sam, when he first met Brandon, Brand Stark, they said. I've seen Ghost enough times to know what a oh, dire wolf yes, looks they're like. they're sitting there, and she's like, oh. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. Good job, Troy. Yeah, no, so that's the only other thing that I can think of where they actually end up, like, keeping him but not having him actually alive where he's still, like, cognitive yeah. thinking. But we're never going to hear him. Sp- I, well, I guess if he's still he acting, might. he might. might still talk. It's just we weird. Might. Yeah. So what else we got, Megan? Well, you gotta give me a second. My screen That's went right. off and my phone's dying. No dying. problem. <laughs> no problem. You got it. Um, oh, the last thing. So going back to Pokemon Go again because I'm obviously already obsessed and it's not even out oh, yet. Oh, it's gonna be so good. It is gonna be good. Part of my research to try to see what exactly they plan on doing and how they can actually make it work. I looked at the uh, company they're gonna be partnering with that created the game Ingress and. Yeah, so Megan got me to start playing that game. We're we're, we're on the blue team. Yes, we are on the... Um, oh, God damn it, that's not it. The Rebellion or something like that? No, the Resistance. Resistance, I knew it was something like that. I'm looking for the company name because I'm an idiot and I did not save it. It's going to be in one of these articles. Yeah. It starts with an N. It's... Nine... Augment reality. Um, Ninict, Nianict, it's N-I-A-N-T-I-C, is actually the Niantic. creator of this game. And what it does is it's actually the it's actually going to be the creators of the game that actually bring up the reality aspect of it. And what they do is in their own game, they allow you to battle. It's almost like capture the flag and risk all at once. And allows you to capture portals, portals in real time in front of monuments and significant buildings in your hometown. And a lot of it is actually submitted from users there. So you actually get to actually understand what's going on. And they overlay it on Google Maps. So they're going to be doing this, something similar with Pokemon Go. So things that we can look at is we'll know that they'll actually have a way of talking to each other in the game. Because they already have a comm system that works in there, so it works between the teams for everyone, and it lets you select the region as well. So how many? It's in kilometers. So for how far out you want to actually hear intel, you um, there'll be an probably be an online uh, portion that'll let you actually see where the Pokemon are, hubs, things like that. Because I'm sure they'll have like training, like not actual training centers, but like picking points in cities and things like that where you can yeah. go for healing and other such um, resources. So it's a lot of like I just there's going to be a lot of things like that. There might there might be some limitations unless Nintendo's fixing those. But the only thing that I can see as being bad so far that could happen with um, Pokemon Go is the Ingress has it where you end up using a lot of battery life and uses a lot of data. So that's the only thing that I can see being really bad because their images take up a lot of um, data. It takes up a lot of memory. 
and it just drains. It's one of those things where if you're going to go out and play their game that they already have out Ingress, you have to have an extra battery pack on you or your phone's going to be dead all the time. It constantly uses uh, GPS and... Good to know. I might have to shut mine off occasionally. Yeah, I mean, I don't leave the game on 24-7, but um, it is definitely... The good thing is their community is really active. They actually have worldwide events all the time. They just had one a couple of months ago in Baltimore, and I think they've had some in D.C., but they actually, like, in our community, like, specifically just because I know more about ours versus, like, other areas... They actually have it where a lot of them meet up together. They go out to bars. They go to other stuff. They actually meet up, and they work together during the week, like, whenever they're free. And they've created, like, a great community around it. So that'll be something that we can look forward to with Pokemon Go and the fact that it'll actually be family-friendly. Like, nothing in here is bad or suggestive, or there's nothing that would be... I don't know. I just don't see anything that I would be upset with as a parent. Like... Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, no, like I say, just uh, join us at uh, Baltimore Comic Con. Join us at uh, the uh, the Patrick Rothfuss and Paul and Storm. And uh, what's the guy's name again who I can't remember? Joel Hodgson. Joel Hodgson thing yes. next week. We'll be there um, in Alexandria, Virginia. And um, shoot, we'll be well, around. We you can find us. Find us on the Facebook. Find us on, on Twitter. We're at Comics Online. We're at uh, Flashback Comics and Games. We're at Great Geek Get- Refuge. And then also remember for this weekend that you can also visit Flashback Comics and Games at booth number... 615. Yep. So One can- shy of Earth 616. There you go. That's how you remember it. Earth 616, booth 615. Oh, Okay. All right. So for Troy and Mark and Mike and Megan and Kate and everybody at Flashback and Great Geek Refuge and Comics Online and here at the Bungalow Ale House, thank you so much for hosting us once again. And for... Hold on. Emil, it's Tuesday. Where are you? (laughs) And for everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan and this is Comics Online. Bitches. All right, guys. So that's going to do it. Uh, you got to hear me in the beginning. Again, my name is Mike Lunsford. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard me uh, kind of introduce myself. But I'll do the outros, too, because now I am a part of the Comics Online family, so I'll be doing a lot more of these podcasts. But for my first one, you guys got to hear that. What a blast. How much fun was that? Um, it was To answer that question, it was, it was a ton of fun. It was so great to have Kevin... Um, invite me up to join the team, uh, work with Troy and Megan, uh, Caitlin and the awesome audio and video engineer, uh, Mark Lutz. Always fun. Always a blast. Glad to be part of the team now. Um, but also too, when you're not on comics online, because you can't spend all of your time on one website, check out GGR. That's my website. It's www.greatgeekrefuge.com. Sports. If you're geeky about sports, we got you covered. We got movies we got video games we got tv shows we've got nostalgia flashing back to the things that you loved when you were a kid we've got podcasts too. check us out on itunes or any of your podcast search engines of choice 
Uh, we've got mine, which is Mike on the Mic. You heard them joke about that on this podcast a couple of times. Uh, so there's Mike on the Mic, which is M-I-K-E on the M-I-C. Uh, we've also got uh, the Pirate Radio Network, the GGR Pirate Radio Network. So search either of those or just search GGR or just search my name, Mike Lunsford. I'm tagging all these things as well. I wanted to give you guys uh, a thanks for tuning in tonight. We do appreciate it. Check out Comics Online as well. Uh, it's www.comicsonline.com. So let me give you a quick disclaimer here. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast may not represent those of Comics Online, any participants, or any employees past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing. Much less references to Doctor Who-themed marital aids. Or maybe instead, you're one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciates foul language. Trent Reznor, Lloyd Dobler, crossover themes, fighting sarcasm, and everything geek pop culture. If you have comments or questions for the Comics Online podcasters, post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. Please visit Troy David on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and in person at Flashback Comics and Games in glorious Woodbridge, Virginia. Don't forget, stop by www.greatgeekrefuge.com. If you're nerdy about sports, you're geeky about TV shows, comic books, Marvel, DC, video games, we got you covered at GGR. Again, www.greatgeekrefuge.com. Remember, all original material in this podcast is copyrighted by Comics Online. Swag a thousand times over. Swag. Swag. Swag a thousand times over. The leaking car builders are going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.